0: She got a knee busted. Oh, I didn't get that joke. Did you get the yes, joke? Yes, I got the joke. And I've watched that. I it out for you, man. <laughs> I've, I've watched that clip like five times too. Like <laughs> since the movie,
1: he was just like humoring my my joke. Yeah, whatever. why? Yeah, Could, so yeah. Funny, I thought you were uh-huh. just
0: making fun of me, just to make fun of me. But this had a purpose. <laughs> ah, ah, ah! Ah! Welcome to Pulp Fliction, The Return. The big... 2018. Yes. Comeback. Yes, we're pumped. (laughs) We're going to count down the top 10 movies of 2017. Each of us have a list, so we're talking 30 picks here. I am your host, Brandon Rabar, along with my co-hosts...
1: Jacob Crisop.
0: And... Rachel Jameson. And you might hear special... uh, We have a special guest, my daughter, Aubrey, who's seven months old, may randomly... Uh, speak up during the show. We'll see what happens. Jake was going to do his best to edit her out. Yeah, uh, He's going to ruin go.
1: our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we go, child. <laughs>
0: um, here's the deal: the Academy Awards were just a couple of days ago, and all of us, I think, were pretty frustrated with with the winners. With well, not all of the winners, but some of the winners with the nominees. Yeah, the nominees we we had a lot of issues with. As a matter of fact, there were nine nominees for best picture. I told them I think I could come up with another nine movies from 2017 that were better than all of those movies. So we're gonna make our picks this year: top ten movies of 2017. Um, any any disclaimers at all?
1: I would say half half the movies replace half the movies.
0: Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, but I, but someone's I, but gonna be
1: like like oh. Come on, Brandon. I I know. Mean, for full them, effect,
0: for full effect, I, I had to do the full so, thing. So I think dramatic. collectively mine was better, but I mean, there still would have been a few from the there. Certainly, Pitcher some nominees I, I would have chosen included,
1: and that's yeah. what we—that's what generated this whole. Yes. Let's get the band back together. Yeah, that's yeah. right.
0: How long has it been since we've done
1: one? It's been six months. Whoa, really? Yep. Wow. Yep. Man, maybe five, but whatever. Yeah, and I actually. Ha, it's been five, but I still even, I didn't even produce that one and post it. <laughs> really? So technically, it's been June of last year. Whoa, Which one what, was it? Yeah, what show was it? It was the uh, Thor one. Oh, I said oh. so many. I said so many awesome things so in that in one. In honor of Thor coming out in DVD, we're going to release it right after we, we release this one. <laughs> that's a good idea. It'll be funny to see the, how well that's aged. Well, you know, DVD for all the people who buy DVDs. Yeah,
0: yeah, all four <laughs> of you. Streaming live. Yeah. Right? Uh, okay, so, top 10 of 2017. I mean, I don't think there's any disclaimers here. If a movie came out in 2017, it qualifies for the list. I know that last year you chose the uh, O.J. Simpson uh, ESPN as your number one, the, the miniseries. I did. So, I mean, even a TV movie would count for this. So, anything y'all like to add? We we obviously do spoilers here.
1: Yeah, yeah thank you for saying that because...
0: We usually don't say about three fourths uh, of the way pretty much into the, to the show. <laughs> uh. Okay, I'd say we just jump in.
1: Let's do this. Oh, and be ready for a couple of rants. We were going to oh, do yeah. just a whole Oscar rant, but I said, hey, let's just do a top 10 and rant as we go.
2: Before we start, let's point out who's the three-year reigning champ of the Oscar pick vote.
1: <laughs> let's point out
0: who's the three-year reigning, oh, I'm going to go on awardsdaily.com and yeah. see who all the favorites
1: are. Yeah, who doesn't pick with their heart? Yeah. Rachel. The girl who wins every <laughs> year. Who studies <laughs> She, yeah. <laughs> okay, there were uh, for what we chose we chose nineteen of the categories and Rachel got eighteen of them correct this year. That's boom. no fun. Yeah. No fun. Yeah boom. And how many how many even... did you... I lo- and I lost on the very last nomination, the best picture.
0: Shape of water came through for me, baby. Because Brandon is a cheater. <laughs> 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 that one was a hard, you know, because best picture no, could have no, gone we tied, to. We tied. Yeah, we tied. You That's caught right. up to me. That's right. That's Brandon what it was. down
1: by a, a point and a half, which is a pretty big deal. Yeah. I've realized. Yeah, yeah, it is in in this game. Yeah, because it's so close, especially mm-hmm. when all the pictures. This so year similar. was a
2: little. This year was way easier than it usually is. It was except for the best
1: picture. Yeah, yeah which you're was right hard because of predict. the acting categories. Yeah, yeah those were all, all givens yep, Yeah, they were
0: all givens There wasn't a single surprise in the acting categories. You know, you know what I miss before we start on this. The last thing I'm going to say. I miss, I remember growing up and it being a genuine surprise before the Internet came and before, you know, everybody collected all the precursor awards and like, okay this is definitely the favorite. Maybe this one might win. I remember being genuinely surprised and thinking, oh, any of these five nominees could win it for each category. It's not like that anymore. So it takes away the surprise of it. It which is see. a bummer. The internet has
1: ruined everything.
0: It really has. It really a has. Lot. Except you're listening to this podcast via the internet. So you're thank welcome. you, internet. Almost, almost
1: everything. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so uh, Some people are like, no, really, it did ruin everything. <laughs> uh, Rachel, what is your number 10 movie of 2017? You Add- don't remember your number 10. You have to look at your list for your yes, number 10. I do.
2: My number 10 was Spider-Man Homecoming.
0: That is a great pick, Rachel.
2: Why, thank you, Brandon. I have a sneaking suspicion that it'll show up on your list later.
0: There's a decent chance of so that. So I won't
2: talk at, about it at length. But I will say that I have liked the Spider-Man franchise more than most. I think they're fun. <coughs> Jacob, um,
1: I'm, I'm in the most category. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> but Spider-Man Homecoming, I just thought they nailed it. We did a full review of this, which you can go listen to.
1: But um it's
2: like two back. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, check out our last episode for her view on Spider Man Homecoming. I mean, just hit theaters. <laughs>
2: uh but I thought they did really, really well with it, even though it's been rebooted like crazy, this was easily the best one and Tom Holland is
0: Spider-Man Yes he is He's going to be The defining Spider-Man And hey There's no shame You don't have to Put a disclaimer On putting Spider-Man On your list It's 92% On Rotten Tomatoes Oh no
2: I know that it was Everybody thought It was a good movie But yeah. I just, it just feel like There's some It just some edged fatigue outside My top
1: rebooting. 10 And um, I'll just jump in And say I thought It was great also it was, I think it's Well it was one of The best comic book Movies of the year I can't mm-hmm. believe We have to say that
0: Well, There's so many you know, Good ones Every year now really yeah, like, But yeah.
1: it was one of The best Marvel movies uh, in, in general
0: Yes Yes, a lot of fun. Oh, that's all it was we so ask for. Fun. It. Yeah, uh, Jacob, your number ten movie of 2017.
1: Uh, my number ten movie is Molly's Game. Good choice. Uh, it is the Aaron Sorton directed and written movie uh, starring Jessica Chastain, where she is Molly Bloom. The uh, <laughs> let me read the description. It's very short. The true story of Molly Bloom, an Olympics class skier. Who ran the world's most exclusive high stakes poker game and became an FBI agent. So a lot of what makes the stories unique is that you can you kinda can't write this stuff. You know, it's it's just one of those true stories that kind of needs to be told. And the I guess the the links and the extent that she went to to put together these poker games and the stories that she has to tell, whether were, um and all the characters who attended, whether they were Hollywood stars, musicians, uh, you know, money tycoons things like that and for me like i'm a big aaron sorkin fan i think most people even if they don't know they're watching an aaron sorkin movie they usually like the movie because the dialogue is just so fantastic uh, i will say this is probably one of his more weaker movies uh, but it doesn't matter it's still an entertaining movie and it's a good story which is why we all like aaron sorkin and i think one reason why it wasn't his best movie well probably because he directed it it yeah. felt like it felt choppy like that but doesn't matter. I still enjoyed it. I thought it was an interesting subject. Uh, it was different and um, good done. You didn't do anything wrong.
2: I threw four people under the bus for $35,000, Charlie. I noticed you kept that out of your speech to the prosecutor. No, don't do that. I took to advantage me. of gambling addicts. Donnie Silverman, my brilliant find, he lost Marty, $6 million stop. on my table. Stop. Moved to Florida, uh-huh. got a job as a substitute teacher, then hanged himself Oh, and in that's shower. your
3: fault. Tony that's not Silverman's your fault. Dead.
2: Harlan Eustace is in jail in Nevada wishing he was, but that's not why I'm saying no. You're not saying no. I was named after my great-grandmother. I don't care. Molly. We Duke will stay here
1: all night until you name. understand, until you understand nobody gives a shit about your good name. I do. Why?
2: Because... Why? It, because... Tell me it, why. Because it's all I have left.
3: Because it's my
0: name. No, and I'm an I'm an Aaron Sorkin fan. I just watched a few Good Men for like the twentieth time a couple mm-hmm. of days ago. Uh, of course, everybody on social watched it network. This day too. Did you? Yeah. Wait, hold, what night? I watched it Saturday night. Uh,
1: it was it was probably Sunday. Dude, yeah. a few good men twinkies. Hey. <laughs> so, our
0: recommendation on a recommendation on this 2017 best of list is to go out and watch a few good men. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, my number 10 movie of 2017 was <laughs> My na- <laughs> Aubrey does not she's she's seen my list and she does not approve. Uh, my number 10, probably cuz it's naughty, uh is The Beguiled. Nice. Um, uh, I love this movie. Um, I thought it was great. I, I thought it was a movie that, when it came out, it kind of went under the radar. It got really good reviews, mm-hmm. but when it came out, people didn't really talk about
1: it for some reason because maybe it wasn't a big movie. Because it, it came out by the end of the summer and it was a low budget, uh, low budget movie.
0: Yes, yes, that's exactly right. And it's you know it's a simple story, but I think it's such a good story. Basically, Colin Farrell plays this soldier who's wounded and he ends up at a girls' school. And there's all these kind of, there's the young girls and there's kind of all these generations um, of women who fall for Colin Farrell and what they kind of. Kind of what buy, kind of soldier
1: was he? Uh,
0: crap. Civil War.
1: Yeah, it was Civil he War. Was, he right. was in the Union. Oh, and thank then you. he's stuck in the South and he yes. goes to a girls' school that's. They're from the South, so they're yes. Confederates. Yes. So, and he's wounded and they take him in.
0: Yes, that's right. So he's kind <laughs> of the enemy, but he's wounded. They take him in. And they, even though he's the enemy, so they kind of think he's evil at first. He, his, but the fact that but he's a man, looking. he's a good looking man. He's kind of charming and sweet. And he's kind of like that hurt bird that they all take care of. So you have Nicole Kidman, Kirsten Dunst, um, L. Fanning, all kind of fighting for his affection. Yeah, plus the and, other, there's
1: different twists the and turns girl's there, but it's the main three. Yes.
0: And there's suspense. It's a great movie. And uh, what's
1: interesting about those three characters is that they're all probably about 10 years difference in age. Yes. So there are some uncomfortable dynamics in it. Right. There was um, okay. Well, that fits more. But then El Fanning would show up, and it'd be like, "Oh, well, that's awkward."
0: Yeah, but but I understand but because I she's pretty smoking. I mean, like, <laughs> like you kind of so was he right? I mean, he's and he's kind of in that pitch. He's in that perfect age where he's kind of in between some of them. So it kind of makes sense. He's around Kirsten, probably a little bit older. Uh, but you, it makes did, sense for all them to be attracted to him, and him to be attracted right, to
1: them, right? There was some silliness to it, like I'm not quite sure would go out of the way, but hey, whatever. Did you mention that Sophia Coppola directed it? Oh no, I did. Yeah, Thank so, you. You know, she always she already has like a good knack, I think, for indie movies, yeah, and developing like developing the story and whatnot. Hey, and look, this story takes a turn, and it, it takes does. a very unexpected. It does. I remember, okay, Brandon went and saw this movie, and we had just done a podcast, and he said, "Hey, go check out this movie," and so I went that night. I really enjoyed it. It yeah. is. It is not my top 10, but it's right next to Spider-Man. Nice. It's probably oh, nice. 12. Nice. Um, I love this movie. Yeah. I, I, there are times it can be a little bit slow and right. a bit drab. Gosh, it was... It, well, it was it's, a, it's all in one setting. It was setting. cold in places. It was cold. Yeah, you're right. And it, it was, was all in one, one setting, setting which makes... Sometimes those movies don't bode well with me because right. I just need to see a little bit more. Right. But that allows opportunity to create story and characters. Yes. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed it, though. I think it's definitely a uh, – if you want to see something different, folks, if you want to see something that's not a comic book movie or Star Wars or something, you want to see a good a good drama, yes. check it out. It's a good thriller. Yeah. Is it a thriller? Yeah, I would say it's Yay. like a suspense thriller. There you go, suspense. Yeah.
0: Sus- suspense it's drama. really, really good. There you go. Uh, so yeah, and last thing I'll say on The Beguile, it's really pretty to look at. You mentioned the color, but uh, I love the, the – I Simon's said it was song. drab.
1: <laughs> yeah, but I liked – I guess I like oh, okay. drab. It well, like a rainy day. It definitely gave you an idea of what the South could be like with like those kind of wispy trees. Yeah.
0: It fit the, the movie well, I thought. It did. So, Rachel, I'm curious. What's your number nine top favorite movie of my, 2017?
2: My number nine is a movie called The Big Sick. It's only number nine?
0: Sorry. Oh. Sorry. I'm really upset <laughs> about it. Okay. To, to well, news, let like, me, is like-
2: Let me explain the circumstances in which I watched The Big Sick, which probably affected how much I enjoyed The Big Sick. That's
1: so mad. (laughs) i so mad. I love this movie so much.
0: And I feel like if you've seen it, it should be like in your top five. Not spoiling anything here. But uh, okay, go ahead.
2: So I was trying to watch it while I was on vacation in the mountains. And I apparently had really bad internet service because it took me four or five different hotel stays in four or five days to watch the entire movie because the streaming would keep stopping. Oh, yeah. So that probably affected how much I enjoyed the movie. But I still enjoyed it enough yeah, for it, it to be in my top, top yeah. ten. It you I probably
0: ten. would. major top ten.
2: So if you don't know what this movie is, it was. Re- I'm not going to be able to say his name right, you. and I'm going to sound racist <laughs> if I even try. Aww. Uh. So it's... <laughs>
0: <laughs> like Jacob's reaction to racism. <laughs> Aw. Uh, but his first name is
2: Kamal. Do you know yes. how to say his last name?
1: I don't, actually. Nanjiani.
2: Nanjiani? Sure. Okay.
0: Not, We're going to go gonna with it. Not going to work here yeah. anymore, anyways. That's right. It's
1: <laughs> Naina <not laughs> right. the jah. How can <laughs> you say it? Naina <laughs> 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 the Naina Najah. That's the good. That's pretty good. I've made quoted <laughs> that once or twice.
2: <laughs> the guy from the Big Bang Theory. That guy. <laughs>
0: No, no, that's not him. No, you are you racist. racist. It's yeah, Valley. Are Silicon Valley. Silicon <laughs> <laughs> Valley. I knew. Oh my gosh, gosh I am. you're racist. It's the guy from Master of None, Rachel. Gosh, you racist.
2: I was just thinking he was a smart guy, and I was like, oh, which which show has a smart Pakistani? Big Theory. It's the
0: guy in the Simpsons that works at the convenience store. Oh. It's a boo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> Keep going. I just want to see how many yeah, Indian we, Pakistani it's, 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 people you can name. It's the it's the girl from The Office, uh, Mindy Kaling. Oh man, this is, all right, moving forward. Sorry. we're out
2: of control. <laughs> it's not the guy from The Big Bang Theory. You know no, him, it's um, but it's based on the real life story of him and his is she his wife now, fiance? Yeah, they're they're married, married, yeah. married. Um, and they're meeting, and she has. An illness. I don't know how much I want to say I didn't about it. It was it, based on true events. Yeah, it is. Yeah, that's cool. By the both of yeah. them, and um, I thought it was a really honest look at some really awkward things no, I that, think that people. You can tell, like
1: the premise of the story. It's not because it's called the Big Sick, right? Okay. So well, I don't think that's spoiling yeah. anything. It no. happens pretty quickly in the movie. Yeah, okay. that's that's
0: what it's about. Yeah. I mean, that's. I
1: mean, essentially, his his girlfriend gets sick, and um, right when they had a big fight, a big falling out. And he wants to be by her side, but he has to meet her parents in the meantime. Right, and there's just that's where the awkwardness. The comes awkwardness comes in with... he parents, spends so
2: much time with with her mm-hmm. parents. For much of the movie, she's not really around because she is sick. It's so. the parents
1: that I think. Wow, gosh, his his performance is great, but it's the parents that make this that make this movie really fun too. Yes, mm-hmm. uh, and not just um, uh, Ray um, Romano, Ray Romano, and, and Holly Hunter, because yeah. his parents are really good too, even though they're not in the story that part of the story that much they play a whole other role and other uh I guess issue. Right. Um but it's about people and family and yeah and obviously culture differences. Yeah. Uh it hits a lot of those notes and uh there's some just so much truth I think to the this story. And not just because of the culture differences. A lot of like really common I think reactions that any kind of person would make. Right. It's not just a comedy. It's it's a reason why it's on a lot of lists this year. Yeah. yeah,
0: it's 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 definitely comedy drama, and it's got heart. The and the heart is real. Like it's earned. It's it's not like a, a like a rom com where right. it's, it's not like cheap. Manip- it's very realistic, but yeah. it's
2: not. I mean, there's parts of real desperation and pain, and then there's also parts of true happiness. I mean, it felt very very real. You know
0: what we call arranged marriage in Pakistan, Emily? Marriage. Okay. We just call it marriage. There's another type of marriage. It's called love marriage, and that's bad. My cousin, Rehan, married an Irish woman, and he was kicked out of the family. Nobody is allowed to talk to him.
1: Why didn't you tell me any of this? Because I didn't think you'd fucking
0: understand, and I was fucking right. You don't think that I could fathom your life in any fucking way? Oh, you think you can understand me?
3: I'm fighting a 1,400-year-old culture. You were ugly in high school. There's a big fucking difference. I'm sorry.
0: got lose my family. Yeah. To me the two biggest Oscar snubs uh, as far as nominations go are that The Big Sick wasn't nominated for best picture and that James Franco wasn't nominated for best actor. I agree. Uh, those I was so ticked at both of those things. And Big Sick got a, a screenplay nomination, which is like kind of like if you get a screenplay nomination you're like right there almost nominated for the best picture
1: Yeah, Eternal Sunshine didn't get. didn't get a screen or didn't get a best picture nomination, but it yeah. won screenplay. Yeah,
0: yeah. So dumb. Oh, and that's ridiculous, too, by the way.
1: Um, the Big Sick, uh, just outside my t- my 10. Really? Yep.
0: So, like, all of these.
1: I thought it was excellent, but it's just outside my top 10.
0: How? I'm even more mad at you then. Ha. <laughs> Pressure's off well, me. That's, these, why these I was next...
1: that's why I was laughing at your reaction. Yeah, cuz I got so certain shoes 9 like... and I was all <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm going to be pissed at every single one of the ones on your list cuz they're not the big sick. Let's hear what <laughs> stupid movie you chose for number 9 of 2017.
2: I hope it's Spider-Man:
1: Homecoming. <laughs> it's It's Ladybird.
0: Oh, <laughs> uh, late late okay. Let's let's okay. I'm excited about this. Let's talk about Lady Bird. Lady
1: Bird is the coming-of-age movie we've never seen before. Wrong. The end.
0: Wrong. <laughs> that is why I'm so pissed about everybody's freaking out about Lady Bird. I
2: appreciate. Okay, Here I'm interested. Oscar that this- rant
1: number one. Yes. This, this is, is in two, your maybe.
2: in your top because uh, most dudes I know are like,
1: I don't get it. It's dumb. Is, no, that, I mean, I, is that what it sounds like? I, I thought Lady Bird. I thought it was great. And look, yes, it's a coming of age. We just saw this last year with the age of, of seventeen, which was done better. I thought the uh, no, I thought the ending of Lady Bird is fantastic. It's very graduateish, very much like the Graduate. You think it's going to be kind of like it's going to end right here, and then it's kind of like oh, here's reality, here's real, kind of kicking in a little bit when she kind of overdoes it there with the drinking and whatnot, right. and It has like those moments. I thought that was a really nice touch. To it. I loved her relationship with her mom. Uh, Lori Metcalf. I thought that their banter back and forth. Look, I'm not a, I'm not a chick, and my <laughs> uh, mom like and like my them. sister did not have this kind of relationship. Right. But from maybe it's because it's Laurie Metcalf and what I know from her and Roseanne and how that kind of family dynamic was and how unbalanced these two were. But yet it also once again seemed pretty real between a girl just trying to find her place in this world and an overcritical mother. And uh, I thought the soundtrack was fantastic. I thought the pacing was great. I love the music in the like the music in this movie, especially the opening scenario uh, sequence mm-hmm. right after she throws herself out the car. You know, it's <laughs> a really cool, uh, just really good editing in this. Uh, I, I thought it was a great movie. I, I don't know if it was worthy of Best Picture. I, I don't. But screenplay, I'm, I'm good with that. Look, Greta Gerwig being nominated for Best. For, uh, Best director. I'm not sure if I'm on board with that.
2: I'm going to jump in because I know it won't make Brandon's top 10. However, it is my number eight. So I'll be talking about it here in a minute. Anyways, um, I do agree that it is overrated. I don't think it's definitely, when I watched it, I wasn't like, well, this is a best picture nominee for sure. However, I still liked the movie quite a bit. I didn't have this relationship with my mom. I've been around a lot of girls. I mean, it's just a thing that happens in your adolescence, girls butt heads with their moms. It's a thing that happens because kids are spoiled and some, especially moms like her, work really hard and feel underappreciated and are dealing with their own issues. So I thought that the relationship between them was really interesting and realistic and when it came down to it you can say something bad about your mom but she defended her mom as soon as somebody else said something bad about
1: her mom yeah. that's just kind of how the relationship was i was waiting for a parent to die and i was glad that it didn't you know right. yeah. spoiler by right. the way yeah uh which hey we already told you but i mean <laughs> i was just waiting for that and i'm glad it didn't happen because it's like okay cool you're still gonna go through life with your parents in the picture right. and you're still gonna try to figure your shit out you know already right, great now you can vent about it well like- no, i still have more
2: even though i wasn't like ladybird there was a lot of things that happened in her coming of age thing that i could really relate to the having a crush on a musician who you think is so deep he's but he's edgy, really just like yeah. this major douchebag and as an adult you're like oh my gosh what a huge douche but when you're that age i was like oh he's a bass player and he's so deep and he talks and it's like poetic you don't even understand so I did understand that kind of stuff I mean like it was nice to see a coming of age of a girl who wasn't super popular or a super nerd or she was just kind of and she wasn't a goth she was just kind of somewhere in the middle and she was kind of quirky and she had her one friend and to me she was a she she,
1: she surely acted like a drama major
2: well no she's a teenage girl there's a lot that's not likable about them especially when you're looking back as and, an adult and going oh my gosh you're yeah. so over dramatic oh. but that's real life that's how teenage girls act
1: i want to go
0: sure to like I new york world, or at least snob. connecticut or new hampshire my where writers live in the get woods get
2: into
3: those schools anyway
1: Yeah, and I mean, look, all three of us here, just because I want to say her name, we're all fans of Saoirse Ronan. I was waiting. I was uh, that we've gone yeah, so long, that and I haven't that said her name another reason for it. I'm a huge fan of hers. Yeah, I, she's I mean, great. I think she's so good in Brooklyn. And she was amazing in Brooklyn. Uh, and she's been good in other movies, and it's kind of cool to see her as like a we didn't really see many movies of hers. It's just a teenage kid. Yeah. yeah. Uh, she kind of skipped all those and just did a bunch of serious movies. Yeah, she did. That's true. Uh, she's well, really even Atonement,
0: she was, I mean, it was, it was a really serious role. She was yeah. really good in that movie yeah. and
1: pushed, because like proper English, but uh, I liked her in this movie. So that's just, it kind of shows more of her wheelhouse because, you know, she is Irish, so she's actually right. like a teenage American kid. Right. Yeah. Okay, now you can talk about it.
0: I mean, I don't, I don't really <laughs> want to rant because I didn't hate this movie by any means. I, 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 Fairly line up with what you guys are saying. I just think it's overrated. Uh, you think I,
1: other I, pictures should have been, other movies should have been nominated for Best Picture? Yes,
0: I definitely think there should have been movies that that were nominated. I don't even think it was the worst of the Best Picture nominees, though. I'll say that. Yeah, I agree. Uh, uh, but I, I definitely don't think it was Best Picture worthy. Here, I just don't think that there is anything unique or special about this. We've seen this story a million times. Sure, she was just a regular girl, but I mean, we've seen that before as well. I just don't think there was anything that stood out about this that made me think oh this is best picture quality or oh this is 100% on Rotten Tomatoes until I mean finally got a couple of rotten reviews but I I mean I just I just thought it was overrated overhyped it's not best picture worthy is it a fine movie yeah it's a fine movie but there's plenty of fine movies
1: um when it was over I was like that's getting all the buzz. Yeah, okay. it's not, exactly. it's not an Oscar movie. Like it just wasn't even I mean, Edge of Seventeen, which was also a good movie. Yeah.
2: Jacob's nine, mine eight. So, I mean, obviously, we didn't think it was one of the best movies. Yeah,
0: and, and for me, I, I watched about 100 movies this year, and it would probably settle for me around 20 or so. So, I mean, fair you know, enough. That's, I'm, I'm, like, that's... So, fair. I think it's a good movie, but I th- I think, one, this was a weak year for movies anyways. Agreed. And then, so Completely. you already have a weak year, and then I think it was a weak pick, of the movies that were released. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. Is it a good movie? Yes, but I just think overrated. Fair enough. Okay, my number nine of the year, and we're talking about best picture movies, and I'm going to throw this out there, a horror remake, but a worthy one. <laughs> I, w- I will fight you otherwise. It, Stephen King's It, um, I thought, here's the deal. Yes, it's a horror movie, but this broke like all the box office box office records for horror movies and it genuinely freaked me out and scared me which is hard to do nowadays i've seen every horror movie no, there not. is and did you say no <laughs> you I, jump at not, everything. Okay, jump scares are different man <laughs> jump scares are different this can get anybody <laughs> but i'm talking about like truly frightening you and that's how it truly freaked me out plus it was just really well done uh i just loved it i mean i loved loved it it? Uh, (laughs) uh, i just think it was uh as a horror movie guy it's hard to find good ones and there was two this year that really stood out obviously get out uh was one and then it uh pennywise this pennywise was just so freaking really creepy
1: yeah uh even a friend of mine told me that i needed to watch it like knowing that i don't like horror movies and they said, look, Jacob, it's not a true horror. It's more of a psychological thriller. It yes. Is. Um, yes. So people remember that too, because I'm still actually keeping it in the back of my mind to maybe even watch, which is surprising for me to even say because of that advice.
2: Well, it is a, I mean, obviously it's a horror movie, but he's more of a, a psychological killer when it comes to horror movies. Okay. So.
0: Not only that, but it's really funny. Like, it it's, is it's, really it's funny. a bit Stranger Things ish in that you have a group of kids. And they're kind of coming in, it, coming of yeah. age, and you kind of see them bond and and come together in fighting Pennywise, it, but then also they're really really funny. I mean, it's it's really kind of half comedy, half horror. As weird as that sounds, I laughed a lot. Yeah,
2: it's like a it's almost like a Goonies horror movie. Yes,
0: that's a good way to say it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I loved it.
1: I, uh, and like, is, there lot mean, of, is there a lot of meta in it, or is that because it's a Stephen King novel written in the eighties? Is
0: it set in the 80s? It's set in the 80s. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is set in the 80s. Uh, and the cast is great. It's got uh, the main kid from from Stranger Things, Finn. Finn. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Uh, he's, he's one of the – and he's hilarious in this. But, I mean, the critics loved it, 85% on Rotten Tomatoes, and then audiences obviously loved it since it made so much money at the box office.
2: We'll basically skip mine because my number eight is Lady Bird, and we already talked about that. But, Jacob, what is your number eight?
1: So my number eight movie of the year is Dunkirk. Oh. Yeah, yeah, oh, okay. Oh, sorry, uh, go ahead. it would be uh, Christopher Nolan's uh, directed movie. Came out over the summer. It's a, a war movie uh, based off of, oh, British soldiers trying to escape from France. And uh, it's got a very unusual pacing to it, uh, for sure. And I know that you two aren't a fan of it at all. Or At least I know you're not um but he's
0: pointing at me by the way but
1: yeah yeah brandon <laughs> but i love this movie mostly for technical reasons i've never seen something quite like this and look did either one of you see it in the theater
0: oh i yeah. saw it in the theater yeah okay all right well, we can't yeah there.
1: in the theater <laughs> you, i mean this is a movie you definitely had to see in the theater because the sound the sound effects were amazing the or sound in general the music that went with it um look it's not a perfect movie by any means. Uh, but I thought the technical achievements, I've never seen anything like it. The, the ships that were sinking, I mean, all that filming in the water, that's just hard to do. And you, only a very handful, uh, there's a, only a handful of directors that can pull this kind of stuff up. And like, I commend uh, Christopher Nolan for at least trying it. You know, He does his Dark Knight series. He does movies like Inception. And I want to do a war film. And look, I love my war films. Mm. And I i guess we don't get enough of it these days because there were so many of them you know, decades ago. And I guess that they're just overdone and at the time and what more stories can we tell? But I've been killing, for, I've been dying for a war film for a long time and it's not the best one and it's, it's, it's very strange pacing, but I enjoyed it. And so uh, Dunkirk's my number eight. All right, Brandon, let's hear it. Well, I thought that the
0: biggest, you talked about all the technical achievements that it was able to pull off. I think the biggest achievement it pulled off was the fact that a movie could be so Big and loud, and yet I could still almost get a nap in while watching it in a movie. I mean, it was amazing to me. I mean, like like to be able to snooze during a movie that's so big and loud with all the explosions just. I mean, that just blew me away. The, s- the
1: storyline is weak. Wait, what's? It had a storyline. Story yeah, there was a storyline. Uh-huh. I actually don't recall that. It's this, they're they're trying to evade the French that's or, it? or you, France. You I guess, know what? The, the, I learned. Germans.
0: I learned way more about dunkirk by watching the darkest hour the winston churchill movie than i did by watching dunkirk watching dunkirk i would challenge anybody that walks out of dunkirk to tell me one character's name uh or to give yeah you don't know know. Uh, uh, it's in your top 10 you don't know or or to walk out and say hey did you really care about any single character that you just saw i mean like i i wasn't invested in any of these characters i didn't know what was going on i didn't know what i mean I, I just didn't care. There wasn't any storyline. There was nothing. And to me, the this is gonna all you Nolan fanboys, I mean this will drive you crazy. And I know that it got like great reviews. To me it was was a classy Michael Bay flick. I mean, what's the difference? <laughs> what's the difference There's no between storyline and a lot of action? It's, this, just all action yeah. and storyline. But the, the only difference was this was was ships and planes in a serious setting instead of robots in a non-serious setting. But it's just action and things blowing up with no storyline or no characters that you care about, right? So what's the difference? I had no idea. To me, it was the most overrated movie of, like, the past 10 years.
1: Oh, come on. Well, no, Mad Max wasn't. would be the only thing that oh, would, would even come <laughs> close to. Yeah, Mad Max would, what, won, like, what, six, seven Academy Awards? Uh, technical achievements. Technical, you- technical achievements. So you, did Avatar. See, you guys are very story and acting driven, and I've always been technically driven. Right. And just because it's a technically great movie, you cannot dismiss it because it doesn't have a great story. So, do life.
0: you like Transformers?
1: no why because it's a stupid movie it's a, it's a shitty story <laughs> <laughs> what's the story
0: matter if, yeah, if it looks great all,
1: everything about it's bad it's a, I mean, like it's a michael bay film we're not going to go down that road uh, <laughs> but there, there's some elements in here that like the practical effects in itself come on you haven't seen anything like this in a while tell me you haven't I, I, but i didn't care
0: like you got to give me a reason to care other than that if you're not, then I'm just watching, like, one of those, like, movies you used to go to the IMAX mm-hmm. and watch. Like, it would be like... Uh, That's what it is. Yeah, it's, it's like one of those, you know, like... Uh, what are the... I don't know. It would be like, oh, here's space. You're going to watch, like, like space Gravity. and, like, Okay, really Brandon, cool. I have a question
2: for you. If you're going to put Jacob on the spot like that, you gave Avatar a nine. So, explain that.
0: Yeah, I have some regrets about that. But... <laughs> Thank you, Rachel. (laughs) I do have have some regrets. I think. But, but, okay, my deal with Avatar was it did do something different. Like with Dunkirk, there wasn't anything different. I mean, like it didn't, and at least they tried for a story in Avatar. And I did marvel at, at, when I watched Avatar, I was in awe of the effects that I was looking at. By Dunkirk, I was just annoyed by all the effects I was looking at.
1: Oh, effects!
0: Well, just like the the sound, the the explosions. I was like, really? Like just you like, just, were annoyed like, just because of the pacing
1: of the-, the film, because it jumped back and forth from a day to a week to a month. That was that storyline, which I admit was distracting. And I'm not even sure if I agree that it was it should have won an editing award. And the reason it won is because it tried something different. I don't know if right. that. I don't know if a, a an excuse to try something because it's never been done is a reason to win an editing award, right? But you're you're upset because of the pacing of that and the fact that you didn't have time to get to know any of the characters because it kept j- jumping back and forth in time. And I mean, it I was, had time, I just and it, didn't.
0: They didn't show we me. couldn't figure out
1: the time the thing is we didn't really get a grasp with the time until like two thirds of the movie and even then I'm sure it was questionable. I even voiced these these, these opinions when it came out. This was my, my number one anticipated movie of the year and look it's it's only my number eight. I'm giving it number eight because of the technical awards you know not because of any like because I remember any names. I was just blown away at what they were able to achieve. And they didn't do any of this shit in Ladybird, I'd tell you that. <laughs> or in the big sick for that matter. So
0: Oh, the fact that you have it about the big sick. But I mean most people do. I mean most people I mean I, I, I was also mad by how much it was loved, people calling it a masterpiece and, and like Nolan's greatest film and all this stuff. I'm mean, like I just I, I watched that movie, I didn't care. I could not wait for it to be over. Oh, I think
1: there are a lot of missed opportunities. I, you know, we had, like one of the storylines is guys sitting on the beach standing in line. That's boring. You know, another one was men driving a boat getting to a destination, and that was kind of boring. Like the Tom Hardy stuff was kind of cool because of the dogfighting stuff, but uh, they kind of bounced around from that too much. Like, look, it went forward and backwards in time too much, and I did not care for that. But once again, and I'll, last time I'll say it, what it did technically is I can kind of forget some of that. I'm not even sure how many times I can rewatch this movie because because of the lack of the storyline, but I'll yes. say from a theatrical perspective, like sitting in the theaters watching it, it's pretty rare you get to have that kind of a, a, a reaction to a film, and especially a war film which we don't get very much of these days. See, but- so a lot a lot of my rating is because a ranking is because of my experience with it.:
0: I get that. My experience was the complete ten opposite. years
1: ten years from now, it might change.
0: It was honestly the most bored I've been in a movie theater that I can remember. fair I- enough. Fair enough. I just I just did not I didn't have a reason to care about I, um, like, I
1: bet you're not not even close to the only person to ever say that yeah I just like for a war movie like for me to
0: like a war movie I need to be invested in the characters of the story or
1: you need a sniper and
0: oh, I hated American sniper what was it American yeah it was
2: American night, sniper
0: yeah I, I, I didn't like that movie either uh
2: I fall in between the two of you I think it's impressive that I really did feel like you could tell me that was actual war footage and I'd be like okay you know like it really did feel like you were watching war footage did I think that war footage was interesting not particularly but I mean they accomplished what they were trying to achieve with that so Mm -hmm. credit to them on that I really felt like it they really made a good war movie I just didn't want to see it and I thought it was boring (laughs) so I'm kind of in the middle of you both
1: <sighs> okay, okay, so
0: you get everything out. Brandon yeah. I, daughter, I really liked it when I called it a classy Michael Bay picture. That was a good one. Was I, a don't good I was just that. like, you son of a bitch.
1: Yeah. <laughs> 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 I, I really had to think how to respond to that. <laughs>
0: my number, what are we on? Number seven? Uh, Mine? Yes. We're on your number eight. Your number oh, eight. my! Yes, thank you. <laughs> What's your number
1: eight, Aubrey? Plug this one up.
0: <laughs> my number eight a favorite movie of the year, and it's funny, we jumped from Dunkirk and the issues I had with the storyline and jumping around to this movie, because my number eight movie is probably the most polarizing movie of the year. People either loved it like I did, or they freaking hated it oh, I know and said it was the say. dumbest storyline. It made no sense. Uh, it's Mother.
1: Oh, nope. Not, uh, not what I thought you were going to say. Uh, it's the movie starting. Uh, I, did, I didn't get a chance to see Mother. Oh, did you not? We talked about that like, you wanted me to see it when you yes when it came out.
0: Okay, now this is a movie I don't want to spoil. If you have you not, have
1: I don't you know been, anything about it. Okay, o- outside of the comparison to a certain movie in the '80s, uh, which one? Rosemary's Baby. Uh, yeah,
0: the, yeah, that's right. It did get those comparisons, which I can see. But it's
2: not, it's not Rosemary's Baby. It's
0: not Rosemary. But I can see why. Yeah. Uh, so this movie stars Jennifer Lawrence, Javier Bardem, uh, Ed Harris, and a few others. I won't give away that some of those were surprises. This is Darren Ar- Aronofsky, and written and directed by him, and he's polarizing. Who's anyway.
1: got crazy movies? Black yeah. Swan. And, and this is,
0: I would say, this is his craziest movie. Yeah, it's easily wow. his craziest. I mean, we're yeah. talking about a dude. I think Far and Away is crazy. John Malkovich. He also did Synecdoche in New York, didn't he? Yeah. No, 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 no. No, no that no, wasn't no, no, you're,
1: was a... you're thinking of an entirely different director. Yeah. He, he, did, um, um, he did Black, Black Swan, Swan, the wrestler. Yes. He did um, Noah, but yes. his claim to fame was Requiem for a Dream. Yes. Uh, which but I, I loved when it came out, even, and I was just...
0: I still love <laughs> it. Do you not love it anymore? Oh, I
1: still do. It's just so hard to watch, man. Oh, yeah. It's so
0: raw. <laughs> yeah, it is. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, but Mother, I'm not going to give anything away, but the whole movie is kind of,
1: hmm.
0: I'll
1: just okay, say it, gonna, man. I'll, it'll be, it'll be, i it, say
0: it. It's, what you're watching is not what you're watching. You find out probably midway. It's an
1: illusion, Michael.
2: You've heard the story that you're watching before, but you don't know that's the story that you're watching.
0: People are going to walk, people walked into this because of Jennifer Lawrence, and they're expecting yeah. a straight, <laughs> linear story where right. what you see is what you get, but this is Aronofsky. What you see is not at all what you right. get. I'll only say this. The whole movie is kind of a allegory. It, a that's parable. what I was going to say. It's, it's a, not it's... really what you're seeing, and you don't figure that out until halfway, three-fourths of the way through. I was going to say
2: closer to the end.
0: Yeah, three-fourths of the way through, and things go berserk. nuts. And
2: I will say that not everybody understands. Even when it happens, not everybody... Yeah. Understands then what we're seeing. We saw it together, and we know we knew about the exact same time yeah. what we were watching because right. there was something that kind of set it off. Now the people that never catch that are just going to think this movie is awful and terrible. I understand why it's so polarizing, yeah. but um, <laughs> it's further up on my list because uh, I, I couldn't stop thinking about it. Yep. I thought it was really, yep. really smart. It was like I, it was kind of genius to me. And the more I thought about it, the more I liked it.
0: Yeah, and I. <laughs> Uh, I think that it's a good litmus test I, I don't want to say I think if you loved it You probably got it Yes And if you hated it Then you probably didn't get it And that yes. sounds Elitist That sounds kind what, of snobby What or is pretentious. it about on the surface? On the surface It's about Javier Bardem Is an artist A writer He's a writer A writer He's a writer And Jennifer Lawrence Is his new bride And they have this They move into this in house country. That she
2: fixes up She spends a lot of time working on the house, fixing up the house while he's, isn't he kind of waiting for inspiration for his next thing? Yeah. And
0: Ed Harris is a stranger that shows up in the middle of the night and things just kind of go from there. Right. They don't know who he is, but he invites him into their house. She doesn't want him to come in and it gets kind of tense and kind of suspenseful, but then it goes so many different directions. You don't expect it to go. And,
2: uh. I do want to issue a warning to anybody that hasn't watched it that does. There is a truly horrific scene in it that I had to turn uh, away from. It was yes. one of the most disturbing things I've seen with a purpose. I mean, there was a reason that it happened and it had to happen the way that it happened. And I get that. But it was brutal and very hard to watch. Yes. Uh, so I always try to issue a warning before you go in. I don't know anybody that could actually just sit there and really watch that Trying scene. kind
1: like that scene in Brookside Mountain. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I- I I I did not turn away from the scene in Broke Mountain. I I kinda did the hands over the eyes. A, I, could, a, not, exactly I could not I look. Yeah. Yeah. Um Okay, <laughs> Rachel, what is your number seven favorite movie of the year?
2: My number seven was another of the best picture nominees, Get Out.
1: Alright, here we go. Get out. First time it's come up tonight today. Come here, Chris. Look at me. <laughs> Found it.
3: Where was your mom? She, uh, she, she was coming home. She wasn't home. From work? Mm. mm. And, and what do you do? Nothing. Nothing? I just sat there. You didn't call anyone? No. Why not? (laughs) I don't know. I just thought that if I did, it'd make it real. You think it was your fault. How do you feel now? I can't move. You can't move. Why can't I move? You're paralyzed. Just like that day when you did nothing. You did nothing. Now...
2: Obviously, this got a lot of buzz. It got a lot of praise. If if looking at the Best Picture nominees, if I were to pick my favorite of the nominees, this would have been my pick for Best mine, Picture M- of the Year. Mine as well. It's the one I was pulling for. It was yep. never going to win, but I was pulling for it because I liked it. It of was all mine of as them. well,
1: actually. Yeah. Um,
2: I, I just thought it was so smart. It was something different, and I loved hearing a everybody's different perspectives on it from
1: it's smart as hell yeah it is, it's, it's it is so really really written. smart this was one of two awards that i i thought deserved to win the most like in like uh and by that i just mean like uh, it was up for best screenplay I, I think it deserved to win a screenplay hands down and the other one was uh roger deacon's uh cinematography right right um so sorry go ahead rich
2: no i didn't have anything else Blade that's Hunter. it Oh, no. Did you see I
1: thought you were... in the theater, by the
2: way? I did see it in the okay. theater. Oh, no, 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 I didn't. Oh, I didn't.
1: really? I streamed
0: it. I did <laughs> see it in the movie theater, and it was that much better in the movie theater because oh, people man. were genuinely... Like, All you over that, the map. Yeah. Yeah, they were. And and it was funny because, you know, it's a funny movie, too. Right. I mean, this is Jordan Peele, right. who's, a, who's a comic, and it was genuinely frightening. It was genuinely tense, and it was genuinely funny. Right, Uh, it was all three, and it was one of the most fun movie theater experiences I've had in some time.
1: Uh, I will okay. What's so strange about this? This came out in February, uh, you know, last year. Well, one month before that was, oh, the James McAvoy movie. Oh, Split, Split, Split. which was so identical into all over the map as far as your emotions go. You're laughing, you were jumping. So I thought it was kind of cool to have two movies like that, which uh, both of which I really enjoyed. Um, Get out just it was so much of a smarter movie, and again, just to mirror off what Rach said, the more conversations I heard about it, the more I was like, "Oh my god!" It got that. deeper
2: and deeper. Yeah, uh, because we're all white people here. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's there's so much that uh, I'm
1: I, half white. Thank you. That's uh, true. I've got Cherokee in me. Yeah. <laughs> Would you like some Persian
0: in you? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Anyway. <laughs>
2: Um, uh, there's a lot of things that I, I just can't relate to. I don't know. I haven't experienced these things, but reading other people's, uh, thoughts on it helped me see a lot and see that it was a lot deeper than what e- I caught from it in yeah. initial viewing. I actually rewatched it last night. Oh, did you? Cause oh, nice. I was like, I just don't think that. I was that in it in preparation for this list? No, I just felt like I needed to give it another go. I felt like I didn't appreciate it as much as I should the first time and I was correct. It was even better on a second viewing.
0: You know, it's it's the rare movie, and I don't know if this has ever happened with me or not before, that I watched it initially and I liked it a lot. I gave it a great rating. I thought it was awesome, mm-hmm. but I never, ever would have considered it a best picture. Like nominee, like like that didn't it didn't even, feel like, like it a best feel picture. Like it just, just felt like, felt like, like a really a good movie, really smart horror comedy. But because but then horror when it,
2: comedies don't get nominated
1: right, for best picture,
0: right? And then once it's once it started getting buzz and it got nominated, I was like, yeah, could, yeah, could, could, could someone some get that nominated?
1: Because it was a weak year, though.
0: Yeah, I, I this probably doesn't get nominated in most years. But I will say it's something we've never seen before, which is hard to do. You know, if you're especially if you're not talking about you know special effects or things like that, right? Then it's really hard to show us something that we haven't seen before. And we've seen horror comedy, but not done like this. It was smart. It had these racial undertones. There was just so much going on, uh, and then there was a good mystery too. You you really don't know um, what's going what the on. Like is. I mean, like, think of how how mysterious tense it was when all the white people just stopped in silence. When <laughs> just watched him go upstairs? Yes. Ooh, that oh, picked me oh, out so, so creepy. bad. And then when you find out he's being auctioned off, I mean, there's just so much going on that's just... Messed up. Yeah, yeah. and and you get the thrills not from you know jump scares from people jumping out at you, but from the situation,
2: white people suck so bad that you're like, oh, I don't trust them either. Yeah. What am I going
0: to do to this dude? <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. We uh, We've seen this story before. This movie was originally in my top 10. I went back and forth with this and The Beguiled and one other movie uh, for my number 10. And honestly, probably the reason I didn't choose this, I wanted to talk about The Beguiled and I figured you guys would have Get Out. But right. it, it, it was top 10 worthy for me as well.
1: Okay. Rach. Jacob. Rachel. That was mine. Oh.
2: That was my number seven. You're number
1: seven, Jacob. Baby Driver. That was the other movie I was going back and forth on for my number 10. Well, Baby Driver was in my one for quite a while this year. Um, Baby Driver, such a fun movie. Uh, It is directed by the always fun Edgar Wright, who is so good at... Adding movie and movement, and I like, want to talk about editing once again. His always has like nice, fast, choppy editing, and it goes along mm-hmm. with music and cool stuff happening. Like I always think of Scott Pilgrim whenever I talk, whenever I talk about Edgar Wright. I like Shaun of the Dead, but um, I always think of Scott Pilgrim versus the World. Uh, and to see a movie like Baby Driver, it's just it's just what makes this director so unique. Uh, it stars Ansel Elgort, John Bernthal, John Hamm, Elza Gonzalez, Micah Howard, and where is he? Uh, Jamie Lee Fox, and uh, wait, Jamie Lee Fox? Jamie Lee
2: Fox. <laughs> Jamie,
1: Jamie Lee Fox. <laughs> 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 I couldn't to, find this. I couldn't. To be Why isn't he the Lee first Curtis. four or five in the category? <laughs>
2: <laughs> Just combine Jamie Lee Curtis <laughs> so and Jamie, Jamie Fox. Fox. <laughs> I'd watch that combo.
1: Shit. Yeah. Well, anyway, <laughs> starts Jamie Fox, All right. and also uh Kevin Spacey essentially Ansel Elgort is baby. He is the driver, the getaway driver for a bunch of robbers. And there are in in several instances where they're having these fast getaways and it's all set to music. Uh, And that's just it. It's all about the escape. And he gets kind of in with a a bad group of robbers and the story evolves out of it. Um, It's a good, solid movie. I very much. And then there's also a love story that kind of goes along with it, but what kind of makes this movie fun? I think it's great casting. Uh, Jamie Foxx and John Hamm are a lo- are really good in this movie because they're both bad guys. Uh, and it's I don't know how long it's been since I've seen Jamie Foxx as a bad guy. Uh, I don't know about Motherfucker Jones. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and John Hamm, you rarely see John Hamm as a bad guy. Yeah, he's so, always really likable. So he you know, should. and he's very likable in a lot of this movie. Um, so that's my number seven. Unless you have anything else to say. I liked it. I definitely liked it.
0: I loved it. I'm surprised you didn't like it more. Is this in y'all's top tens? Like I said, it was. It's not between. Mine. It oh, really? Was consideration oh, cool. for my number ten. It went back and forth between this uh, beguiled and get out. Uh, I, I love the music. I love the idea. I love the style. I actually um, thought
1: it would win the Editing Award yes. over Dunkirk. But then yeah. when I started reading these articles, it kept saying Dunkirk word because of the weirdness of it. Uh, but I, I think this totally should have won for Editing. So do I. And it was so much
0: fun. It was, it was so cool. just a fun, fun... Clever, creative. Entertaining, mm-hmm. uh, all those things. And characters that you really... I mean, you really, really dig his character and his girlfriend. But then you also... I mean, john Hamm was so much fun, and Jamie mm-hmm. Foxx was so much fun. Uh, john Berthold as these villains. I just thought it was a fun, cool slick movie
1: yeah slick yeah yeah i always like those i'll say also real quick the opening sequence of him walking down the street with the coffee it's one long shot That's very a cool scene. movie yeah. or very cool scene shot. and like
0: and like the lyrics of the song are like yep. on the background it's spray
1: painted on the wall yeah or there's someone like there's a trumpet in the song and there's a guy sitting there or not a trumpet but a sax and there's a guy playing the sax on the street yeah uh the choreography to it is on so point cool and very good it's just a
0: fun fun, fun movie. movie yeah uh, one of the most entertaining movies of the year for sure. My number seven uh, favorite movie of 2017 is one that I think should have been nominated for Best Picture. It got uh, a bunch of acting nominations for Margot Robbie and Allison Janney, uh, Allison Janney winning. Um, talking, of course, of I, Tonya, the Tanya Harding story. Um, and this movie was, I just thought it was so well acted. And it was, you know, the real life story of someone who was villainized. And this kind of shows a different side, you know, kind of shows you you feel more sympathy for Tanya Harding than Mm -hmm. than you would have before. Um, And I just thought that kind of seeing the whole thing unravel, even though you know what's going to happen, kind of digging deeper and seeing her story. Look, anytime that you see someone who's villainized, everybody's human. Everybody has human qualities. Um, And I just felt such an injustice for her while watching this movie. I was so mad. I wanted to bust a couple of people's kneecaps out, like just watching it. <laughs> I mean, it's just, uh, she was just screwed her whole life, whether she's being abused by Never had a chance kind of thing. Yeah. But even though she's an
1: Olympic win- winner, well,
0: right. But being abused by
1: her, her mom, what being, she, wait, did she win an Olympic medal? She, I think she won a bra. Yeah. I don't remember. She
0: won some medals, but I don't know if they're Olympic medals. I think she was always kind of, she but didn't that, win Olympic. Medals. Yeah. I didn't think she did. Um, but she was screwed over from that to, like, abused by her mom, abused by her boyfriend. Uh, and then, to me, the biggest crime was how she was treated by just the, the committee, the, the, the judges. The skating committees.
1: The skating world. She yes. wasn't one of them. Yeah.
0: yeah. Because she, she didn't look the part. She didn't act the part. She didn't have the money. She couldn't dress right. Right. But if you just get down to her skating and her talent, she probably should have won some medals. Yeah. And finished higher than she did. And she kind of felt ripped off, and so some things happened, and some people's knees had to get busted out. <laughs> <laughs> but, but amazingly, when you see her story, you you still sympathize with her.
1: Yep, it was my fault. Nothing's ever change. your fault.
3: I outskated the other You skated. skated like
0: a graceless bull dyke. I was embarrassed for you.
3: Sorry.
1: Your father's not paying alimony, you know. Every penny I make,
0: every penny goes to your skating and you weren't even fucking trying.
1: You said I was sorry. Don't talk back to me.
2: Dang, I'm sorry I was not talking back. Oh, that's supposed to be smart. Stop it. I just
0: when well, you fucking alien eyes at me when i'm talking to you i didn't roll my eyes at you You, think I like working for you? Back, you crazy. selfish bitch Are you fucking crazy you fucking that mustache you're gonna start paying rent i'm not paying for you to act like fucking a whore cyber. live off me for free fucking like, Ugly fucking anyway.
2: like absolutely <clears throat> i'll jump in because it's my number six as Hey-oh. well so um i like that of course i thought it was biased that things probably didn't happen exactly the way that they're saying. They probably made her a little bit more innocent than she was in the entire thing. Yes. But... Get, the the people she was dealing with really were that stupid. You can go and watch interviews with um her boyfriend's oh. friend because oh, I thought is. like he was so good, but he was so over the top. So I went after the movie and watched <laughs> interviews, and he was really that stupid. He was that dumb. He yeah. was that dumb. So it's believable that all of this stuff could have been happening. Right. In my mind, she probably knew that they were going to do something that would help her, but I don't think she wanted to know specifics of it, She, but she wasn't going to stop it either. Right. Uh, it's kind of where I fell in that. So is she innocent? No, but she really never got a fair shake. It's hard to to fault her for that. It's just a human thing to that you would want an advantage for something that you worked for your whole life, and you still feel like even though you made it there, they weren't going to give you the respect that you deserved.
1: Is she the only woman skater to ever pull off the quadruple... Not uh, the now. Triple, the, triple the triple, axle. triple or Not now, now triple but, axle. but yes, at the time she at was the, the first was. one. Yeah. And I
0: think only recently did somebody... Yeah, some it was pretty recent. Yeah, uh, but at the time she was the only one. Yeah, and, she, and I think you're right. I think that they did kind of, you know, obviously they're going to portray... Uh, the truth is always somewhere in the middle. Right. I'm sure it's somewhere in the middle of what we'd always heard in this movie. And I'm fine with that. But they, I will say they didn't paint her as a perfect angel either. No. I mean, she, she definitely, they still no, showed some faults. Yeah. yeah, and I mean, she still, she wasn't you know, completely innocent in any of this or right. any of her home life either. Um, I just thought it was a great movie. And uh, Margo Robbie was, was great. Uh, and and Janney was great.
2: Well, and I like seeing stories that when this happened, I was, I don't know, pretty young, probably like nine, probably ten, six. somewhere in there. Um, I but, I mean, I didn't understand 43. what was going on. and so <laughs> Honestly, I didn't know. I thought she was the one that clubbed. I didn't know the whole story, and I had never really looked into it. Oh, really? So it was kind of interesting. You don't to, remember
1: when all that went down? I
2: remembered when it went down, but I was so young and I didn't care about the Olympics. So I just kind of thought one of the, I thought she just clubbed her herself and that was the end of the story, but there was so much more to it. I
1: don't know if we've just changed so much as a society that, you know, people just aren't into the Olympics like they used to. Uh, I, I remember the skating competitions. With that was Christy a Yabaguchi big deal. And like uh, Nancy Kerrigan and, and yeah, Harding. Yeah. I was all about and it. And that was a, I mean, like I watched ESPN then. That was a big, big story. Yeah. It was just yeah. so. It was just a was crazy huge. story. Well, and yeah. they
2: talked about. I mean, because of that, figure skating is what it is, and she got banned from it for life. So it's kind of the irony of like that's what attracted all the audiences was her making it to the Olympics and all that scandal,
1: and then she was stripped of everything. Yeah. When, my guess is when, when Brandon saw Dunkirk was nominated for Best Picture, he was like, why? <laughs> <laughs> right. I knew it was gonna happen. I was still
0: pissed, but I did know it was Why? gonna happen. <laughs> Why do I sound like such an idiot in this it's, scenario? It's
1: what Nancy Kerrigan sounded like she got a knee busted. Oh, I didn't get that joke. Did you get the joke? Yes, I got the joke. And I've watched
0: that. i it out for you, man. <laughs> I've, I've watched that clip like five times too. Like since the movie, he was
1: just like humoring my, my joke. Whatever. Yeah, why? Yeah, Good, so funny, yeah. Jacob. I thought you were uh-huh. just
0: making fun of me just to make fun of me, but this had a purpose. God. <laughs> All right, Jacob, what is your number six, six favorite movie of the year?
1: My number six is Logan. Really? Yeah, definitely. Okay. Um, I Logan was up and down on my list throughout the year, but I watched it again uh, for the first time really since it had come out. It came out early in the year, around uh, uh, February or March, and uh, I watched it again just about a month ago, and I was like, this is still just a solid movie. Logan is the futuristic story of Wolverine, the the Marvel character that is my favorite Marvel character of all time. Uh, obviously starting Hugh Jackman in his last role, supposedly as Wolverine, and Patrick Stewart as a very old Charles Xavier. Um, I, gosh, um, I also need to mention that it was directed by uh, James Mangold, who has such a diverse, like, you know how they don't have um, contract directors anymore like they did back in the days? Like, to me, James Mangold is kind of one... Like, kind of fits that bill of director that had just had such a broad um, genre of movies. You know, because he did Walk the Line. He did... Um, oh, gosh, like 310 to Yuma. He also has done, like, Night and Day. And, oh, Kate and Leopold. just a, oh, And Girl Interrupted. Just what, what a random list of movies. Copland. So, you know... Here we have uh, Logan, which it's a rated R Wolverine movie. Uh, I know people like to use the word gritty, but it is that. It's dirty because it's set in the future, kind of apocalyptic. Um, Hey, there's actually scenes where it's in Oklahoma City, but it's really kind of cool to see these characters. Once again, the things that we love, not perfect. They have so many flaws. And Wolverine with his temper. And Professor X, who is now older, he can't... Does he have uh, Alzheimer's or does is that right?
0: I'm not sure. what uh, does he, he had, or is he like d- dementia, dementia maybe? Like dementia. So he can't
1: control his psychic psych- uh, uh, his psychic abilities. Psychic abilities. And so, what a creative way to write these characters. When we what we have like seven, uh, well we have five X Men movies, uh, two or three Wolverine movies. I had such a good time with this movie. It's just a good solid comic book movie. I'm trying to not put these comic book movies in my top tens because they're all the same these days. I'm not trying to; they're just all the same these days. And Wolverine was a nice breath of fresh air. And I don't know if had, being rated R had anything to do with it. Uh, I, I just such a different story than what we're used to seeing.
0: I will say, you know, because I think there's definitely comic book movie fatigue setting in. Oh God, yeah. Uh, because they have been all the same, but this year in particular, between Wonder Woman being, you know, obviously about a woman. Uh, Hero, And then you had Spider-Man, which was was different because it was a high school kid. Um, And then you had Logan, which was the first rated R, and you had all these, you know, you got Professor X dropping F-bombs all over the place. You don't expect to see that. So there were some different and I think that's what made these so good. And then, of course, now Black Panther is 2018. But again, it's something different because you have uh, a minority superhero, which we haven't really seen given a full feature-length uh, movie as well so we're probably seeing some different comic book movies so I think that's why you know this was such a strong you know past 12 months uh, but I'm with you. Logan was a great movie it didn't make my top 10 or anything like that but I thoroughly enjoyed it and it's been by far the best Wolverine movie and it's right up there with first class and uh, days of future past for my my favorite X-Men related movies cool
2: I think it definitely needed the R rating. It's always needed oh, an R yes. rating. It's Wolverine. You have
1: blades in your yes. hands and you're punching people all the time. I mean, you're gonna slice someone's face in half at some point. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And it's like and it's it like happens they, in this movie. What's funny is like the the writers like we got to
0: make up for all the times we couldn't just freaking you know. Oh yeah. Because they they went like they, they went nuts with with the with, with the
1: Deadpool s- like because because of Deadpool. Thank you, Deadpool, for being yes. successful. Yeah. 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 That gave us this Wolverine movie. That's
0: absolutely true. Uh, my number six favorite movie and this is gonna you mentioned it you referenced it earlier and probably gonna be a surprise for you guys that it actually made my list because it's not the typical quality that we would see from a top ten list but I love this movie like you said earlier it came out really really early in 2017 uh-huh. I lo- and I'm a, I will say I'm a sucker for M. Night Shyamalan yep. I love Split I thought it was such a good movie I was just completely thoroughly entranced By the storyline and then by all the different characters that James McAvoy played and how psycho he was and what a performance he gave, all the twists and turns that it took. It was a fun movie. It was so much fun.
1: How, How many months was it in your number one? For quite
0: a few, it would have had to been number
1: one half up the year. until
0: yeah, half the year. <laughs> Spider Man, maybe, yeah, yeah, until Spider Man came around, it was yeah. my number one. Until I knew Spider-Man. you loved it. Oh, I absolutely did. It was so it was much cool fun. Movie. it was so cool. I, and I saw the, that
1: by myself in the theaters, and oh my gosh, I everyone was shaking their tapping their chairs, and yes. jumping, and yes. and laughing and screaming, and it was. Gosh, it was a blast! It
0: was, and again, another funny movie Mm -hmm. with horror elements and a lot of suspense and mystery. And of course, Shyamalan. You know, you know when you watch a Shyamalan movie that there's going to be a twist, but you never know. You know, and you're looking for it. So it's he's got a hard thing to do because he's got it. And then the final twist of this, you know, that came along with the end credits. uh, Was it before? It was right before the end credits, yeah. Where there's a connection to another movie. I mean, I and I knew it immediately when I when I saw him, and I freaked out. And, of course, that was a twist you couldn't see coming at all. Because I it, couldn't believe it. it. It created kind of this whole other world, and it kind of put a new meaning on everything you just saw. I, th- I thought it was so great. I thought it was a great, great movie. Uh, that is my number six, Split.
2: Yeah, I think you covered it.
0: All right. I was pretty pumped to talk about that one. <laughs> Rachel, your number five favorite movie of the year.
2: My number five is Wind River with Jeremy Renner. And a bunch of other people that I don't remember Mich- who they are. Michelle Elizabeth Olsen, <laughs> Michelle Olsen, <Michelle> <laughs> Elizabeth Olsen. I've been watching too much Fuller House. Yes. <laughs> so, um, Olson. Jeremy Renner plays a veteran tracker with the Fish and Wildlife Service and helps to investigate the murder of a young Native American woman and uses the case as a means of seeking redemption for an earlier act of irresponsibility, which ended tragically. Um. I'm just trying to decide how much I want to say about it because I don't remember how much spoilers.
0: Uh, We do spoilers here on Pulp Fiction. I know, but I also
2: don't want to ruin movies for people. Elizabeth Olsen plays the FBI agent that comes to investigate. (laughs) 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 She comes to investigate this murder along with um, Jeremy Renner who helps her because he knows the land and the people. Right. And... um, Basically, the, this girl that's gone... It's, it's a forgotten sect of people that nobody hears about. And yes. that's why it was really striking to me. The story is so tragic. Was it based on a true story? Do you guys know? No, it, it wasn't. It wasn't? No. It's, it felt like it could it be. It felt like it could have been.
1: It, yeah. sure.
0: it's ba- I mean, it's tagged at the end with basically what you just watched. is Happens a, all the time. Yeah. Yes. So it's yeah. not necessarily a true story, but it's based on things that always happen. Right. And That it's never gets told.
2: Right and that's why I had it ringed so high. I thought it was effective. I got a little teary-eyed, my little tin heart. Did you? Yeah. It was sad. It was, it was sad. a really sad story, but
1: very Good effective. acting, though.
0: Great acting. You know what? This, to me, was the biggest surprise as far as great movies this year that didn't get nominated for anything.
1: I hardly even got marketed. Yeah. Yeah. The, I, I, I think, think that's that where the they drop. dropped the ball. It yeah. You're right. It didn't get nominated for anything. They the marketing
0: the ball failed. Big time. Um, it, it just... Because, I mean, look... Jeremy Renner has been nominated for multiple Oscars now. It's, you know, a, a real – it's such a good movie, and you have Tom Notch acting. I just don't know how they dropped the ball. It got great reviews. Um, I just don't know why it wasn't – Yeah, good question. – pushed for any sort of award seat. And unfortunately, you know, there has to be a lot of campaigning nowadays – um, to really get the movies you know, in the hands of the Oscar voters and things like that. And I just don't think they did it, unfortunately. Either that or a lot of initial buzz that kind of pushes the the companies to do marketing. And I guess it just didn't get it. But to me, it was awards worthy.
2: And it really, looking at its awards, it wasn't even... It doesn't look like they really pushed it anywhere. Yeah. Anywhere of note, at least.
0: But, I mean, the reviews were through the roof. Uh, audiences liked it. The the few that saw it, you know, again, it didn't make very much money at all. But we're talking about a movie that ended up with a rating on Rotten Tomatoes of 87%. I mean, and, and an average rating from the critics of 7.7 7 out of 10. That's that's really, really good.
2: I would definitely recommend everybody see it.
0: Yeah. The most maybe overlooked movie of the year, to, to me, at least. I
1: agree with that. That's a good. good way yeah. to put it.
0: Thank you. Uh, Jacob, your number five favorite movie of the year.
1: Uh, I caught myself earlier giving my review on it then, when Rachel was talking about it. It's Get Out. Um, I Get Out has shuffled up and down my list because I saw it so early in the year and then I saw so many other movies I really enjoyed. But then that buzz kind of started picking back up and more like the talk about the genius of the writing and the things that I know I probably wouldn't catch on a second viewing you know, let alone a third. I haven't seen it twice yet. Uh, I am looking forward to seeing it a second time. I just knew that it was um, it was unlike anything I'd seen when I watched it in the theater. Mm-hmm. I had a really good time watching it in the theater. Uh, it's kind of a shame that it came out in February, but I'm glad it was recognized uh, and it was totally deserving of the screenplay that it won. Yeah. I figured if it won the screenplay, it probably wouldn't win the Oscar, but I, again, was with you guys that I, I wanted it to win, um, but I didn't think it would, especially if it won a screenplay. But right. I said most of my piece on it earlier. I thought it was a lot of fun. I thought all the I thought the casting was great. Catherine Keener and Bradley Whitford were both really good in it. I'm not a huge fan of Allison Williams. I mean, she seems to play a sociopath in everything she's in, you know. So psh, whatever. Yeah, I really <laughs> yeah, like. She does. Yeah, exactly. I really like Daniel Kaluuya. I mean, I. I liked uh, I liked him in a Sicario, which is growing more and more on me every day. Yeah, uh, and I just like I think he's a really good actor. So, oh, and you really um, we really haven't even mentioned his uh, buddy sidekick, uh, Lorel Howery. Yeah, who was yeah uh, he was the great. T-S- the, was a TSA agent or
2: yeah he was a TSA agent, and yes. that was a lot of the comic relief in the <laughs> that was movie. A lot of
1: fun. So,
2: because yeah. you're kind of dealing with a completely different setting that he's outside of, because he's back home just doing his thing, and yeah. so, uh, yeah, he was a nice comic relief. And
1: I'm it. I'm not sure this movie is for everybody. I think it's definitely for a younger audience, who, yeah, who, uh, who maybe is more tolerable of the underlying themes in it. Because uh, I know some older people who weren't a fan of it, and that's also because where we live and you know being in Oklahoma and whatnot. But I had a lot of fun with it. I really liked it.
0: Yeah. Well, those people probably like. What's wrong with auctioning that guy off? <laughs> oh.
1: I mean, I mean we're they about... are faster and stronger.
0: <laughs> so to be honest, I don't really give a shit what those people think of the movie because <laughs> those guys they were well, that,
1: that shot of the old man just uh, sprinting Running full screen, so out then hanging the yeah. right at yeah. the very end. It was like, what was yeah. that? Yeah. There's so, so many moments like yeah. that.
0: But what's cool is like there's a payoff with those because you end up finding out, you know, like His what's Grandpa? Yeah, and, yeah. And, and and he, you know, he's. Finally in this, like, young, strong, you know, black body that he wished he could have been in, basically, back when yeah. he was running. It was a good movie. Oh, was so good. Yeah, it was. Uh, my number five uh, favorite movie of 2017 is a movie that apparently was really close to being nominated for Best Picture. And I have, I, I'm just dumbfounded to how this movie wasn't nominated. It, it picked up a lot of buzz. Willem Dafoe was nominated for Best Supporting Actor. I'm talking about The Florida Project.
1: I haven't had a chance to see
0: this. Oh, my goodness. The Florida
2: Project, also my number four. Just so you know. Oh, really? So Uh, you've seen it it too?
3: Yeah.
1: Um,
0: This movie was directed by Sean Baker, who also did Tangerine a few years ago. Yeah.
1: And he has... I saw Tangerine. See, and
0: I didn't see Tangerine.
1: Tangerine was so raw, but he filmed it all on three iPhones. Right. With now, filters on them. After so, watching it was this, it makes me wonder what it was.
0: I want to go back and watch Tangerine because I love the Florida Project so much. I know he's definitely got a certain style and it comes through in the Florida Project. Honestly, it just feels like you're watching a real slice of life. But an entertaining, yeah. interesting, sad, tragic slice of life. It's basically the main characters. That's how Tangerine was, too. Was it? Yeah. Yeah, the main character is basically uh, this little girl and her friends, and they live at this kind of seedy motel in Florida, uh, Orlando.
2: Within viewing distance of Disney World, which is kind of the irony in a lot of it.
0: Right, because they have a tragic, you know, her mom is struggling to make ends meet. I don't want to give too much away, but you're not really sure this mom should be taking care of this but kid love, or not. clearly loves her but daughter, loves but her. not
2: well-equipped to take care of her daughter, like many young moms are in, yes. especially in the situation that – in the in the location that she was. And
0: that's what made it such an interesting movie to me. First of all, you don't really see these type of people being talked about much. But then also, I was really torn, like, well, should this mom be – what she clearly loves her, and she is taking care of her, but she's kind of in a really kind of dangerous – it could flip-flop either way. I went right. back and forth. I didn't yeah. know what the right thing to do was. And so from that perspective, the fact that the made me the movie made me conflicted in my own thoughts, I uh, thought was great. And I
2: think that's the deal is with so many parents that lose their kids, this is, this is their situation. They really are doing the best. But sometimes what they do to make ends meet can put kids in harm's way. And is right. it best for the kid to be there? I don't know. Yeah. I mean, they're with their parents, which is what you would prefer. But their situation isn't great, and they could probably find a better situation elsewhere. Yeah. And watching the way that the daughter, although the daughter's kind of a dick, but she's never been disciplined, right. so yes. you can't really blame that on her. Yes. Uh, but to watch her respond to how much she loves her mom, too, despite the fact that her mom's a huge mess. Right. I, I don't know. It's a really interesting story and another story that I think is important to be told. It's an overlooked category of people that there's a lot of people that are yeah, in that th- exact situation and yeah, we're talking about millions and of people just doing the best th- that they can
0: yeah and, and really never gets shown on the big screen yeah. i got a videotape of the illegally entering the utility room do not, okay. Okay. you hear what i just said? i got it
1: i'm gonna talk to
0: you. what happens, skin you're out of here it's only second week of the summer and there's already been a dead fish in the pool.
1: We were doing an experiment. We were trying to get it back alive. That was my and, idea. And water
0: balloons thrown at tourists? You can't fuck with tourists.
1: They didn't tip us. Are you serious? No. Oh my God, this is unacceptable. I failed
0: as a mother, Mona. You disgraced me. Harley? Yeah, Mom, <laughs> you're disgraced. And yeah. I'm going to talk to Ashley, by the way. When your friend puts you in charge of her kid, that kid becomes your responsibility. You ain't taking responsibility. And you got that one, too? She's from Futureland, right? Oh, whatevs. You gotta relax, my man. You gonna redo my expense reports with your whatevs? Your kid killed my night. I wanted to watch the ball game. You gonna pay me for three hours that I gotta work later? Hey, guys, pay the man for his three hours. I don't have any I don't money. money. I don't have any money. The little girl actress, I don't know her name. I'd have to look it up. But she I thought she was great. Um, just very natural. She, she, I'm...
2: Yeah, and the, and the thing is, when you are a kid, you don't realize all of the struggle that your parents right. going through, or all the crap that's going on. I mean, from the kid's perspective, she's just running around playing with her friends, yeah. and sometimes her friends move away, and yeah. she doesn't understand why. It's you know they don't understand eviction or things like that. I mean, she's just kind of living her life, sort of right. living in a a make believe world, why all of this awful stuff is happening
0: with her mom. And you got to talk about Willem Dafoe uh real, yeah. real quick
1: before you do did i hear that the mom who plays this the actress that played the mom has never acted before yeah it was her first and ever they just role. kind of find her
0: yeah they just kind of found her she uh, as a matter of fact I, I i read about it the sean baker the director writer saw her some posts of her on instagram and he's like she looks exactly what, like what i have in my head she looks like the part and he contacted her and she, turns he, out she know, could just, act yeah she could act well she, she was convincing she's pretty solid yeah she was yeah she was good uh, she, she
2: was really convincing of being that exact type of mom
0: I mean it was helpful that you know this was supposed to basically be real life and she didn't have any acting experience so she kind of and I think she maybe she just kind of seemed like somebody that wasn't acting but not a bad actor if yeah. that makes sense yeah uh, it's like it didn't draw attention to it um so she was good that I, I I was moved by this movie, uh, and Willem Dafoe is such a great character because he's the one that he's the hotel manager, and he's kind of like he's protective of these people. He's he's kind of like stern and hard, but also very very sweet and caring, yeah, and kind of protective of these people. He knows the mom is a mess,
1: so he's kind of like a dad.
0: Yeah, he's kind of like a dad
1: figure. But he's more figure. removed than a dad. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's not as removed. close to yeah, them yeah. as a
2: dad, but he's he's always kind of around. He's trying to keep an eye on the kids because he knows that the parents aren't great, but he knows that the parents are trying. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's kind and of he the viewer the in this situation, are- what you would hope all of us would kind of do, help where we can, Yeah, he's not sh- try to cross a line into being too involved,
0: but... And he's really patient. Like, he's really patient, like, he's, like, and, the, you know,
2: and the kids are really bad kids.
0: Yeah, and and he's patient with them and cares for them, even though they annoy him sometimes. And there's this particular scene um, where where a stranger kind of comes around. To me, it was my favorite scene yeah, in the movie, and how Will Defoe handles it um, is so well done. I honestly wish he would have won Best Supporting Actor. I agree. Sam I Rockwell won him. it, uh, and I love Sam Rockwell. He was on our list Of most underrated actors mm-hmm. uh, But I actually think Willem Dafoe should have won
2: I agree with that 100% um,
0: Yeah So everybody needs to go out And see the Florida Project uh, Jacob Your oh. number four favorite movie of the glad year.
1: you brought it up Because I kind of forgot about it Yeah It's so I good I don't know much about it So
0: yeah, yeah I Almost positive you'll love it Cool Yeah uh, What is your number four favorite Of the year The Last Jedi
1: No <laughs> 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 no, it's Wind River. Oh, nice! I didn't really talk much about it when Rach was going. Um, I loved Wind River. I thought nice. it was a really good look. I like I like the thrillers though. I like the murder mysteries. That's what this is. Uh, Rach is correct that it does tell a story that needs to be told. Um, I. Agree with you, but this is the part where I prefer thriller murder movies over a su- a, sub- a content right. that needs to be told. I like the story. I like the acting. Uh, I'm a big fan of Graham Greene because I'm because I love Dances, <laughs> Dances with Wolves. With Wolves. Yes. So anytime I see him, I'm like, yes. Oh, I know how I know how you feel, Green. <laughs> how like you feel about Graham Greene. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, gosh, the the, um, the other actor who plays the father of the of the murdered daughter, his name is Gil Birmingham. Now I'm pretty sure this is the same guy that was nope yeah he was in Heller High Water, uh, which I really liked him in Heller High Water uh, mm-hmm. as well. But he's a good, he's a good solid actor, uh, yeah, and he, he had is. some very, gosh, some very tough scenes when you're trying to keep your composure at the death of, uh, mm-hmm. of a child, I'll say, or you're trying to be the strong one. Yeah. You know, whenever the the wife is is the one who's in in a lot of pain and agony. Or he shows it he shows it in a different way.
0: That's what they asked me to do.
1: Not what I'm doing. What are you doing? I'm a hunter, Martin. What do you think I'm doing?
3: To find out who did this.
1: I don't care who it is. You understand me? i really where stand. I get off my porch and go do it. I think the acting is splendid in this, splendid in this movie. For him in particular, um, I think Jeremy Renner's very good in it. Uh, I think that um, uh, Elizabeth Olson is, I think, the better actress of those two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because sure. she's the fish out of water. I agree. Uh, she, but she also holds her own. You know, she's a, she she just doesn't know the territory very well. And they see, like, hey, we get the, who, the, who's this young child that they sent our way? Right. But it turns out she is sharp. She's she's doing this job for a reason. She doesn't have any help, but she um, certainly carries uh, carries her own. And when you get some of those uh, like pretty intense gun battles where they really kind of they go into that one, um, it's not a house. but
0: Yeah, so they're, they're on like a, a reservation with a bunch of like kind of trailers. Yeah, shit. trailer home. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: So she goes in that trailer home. Well, yeah. she and Graham Green, they're trying to like catch a couple guys. That was, was pretty intense. And there's a, a very, very cool uh, crossfire. Uh, flanking was, scene yeah, that yes. kind of happens towards the end of the movie. That, oh, that was a good, good drama. And, good and, and yes,
0: that was so, the suspense was so good on that. And one of the cops was like, You're flanking me. You're flanking us. What are you doing? Like, that and was you cool. So, and you, as the yeah. audience member, like, Wait, what's going on? Like, you're the right. They are kind of surrounding them. What's going on here? Yep. Uh, oh, that was Yeah, you so well like, Wait, what's <laughs>
1: happening? And everyone's screaming and yelling. Yes. I mean, I'm not really giving a whole lot of way there. Uh, when that happens, you'll know what we're talking about. It's just. Good suspense. I love that. I, I I I just don't think we get enough of those movies yep. anymore. Yep. And um, I'm a huge sucker for these kinds of movies. Doesn't matter what uh, format that they're told in. Yeah. The Wind Winter River is a great movie. It
0: is. The Wind River Love on this podcast is making me really happy. It almost makes up for that Dunkirk segment we had to do. <laughs> <laughs> My number four favorite movie of the year is... We haven't got to my number one yet. <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> it's going to piss me off. I know already. Uh, the disaster artist. I mentioned earlier, I thought the two biggest nubs of the year were were the big sick not going on for best pitcher. What? What? Seriously. It's like like I had a glitch. (laughs) 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 Your
1: brain quit working.
2: Brandon (laughs) just had a stroke. Your lips and your
1: tongue (laughs) went numb. Yeah.
0: (laughs) 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 <laughs> halfway through that, I realized it's, I was screwing up the word. It's just, having a child just, like this, like
1: just daunting yeah, on your, how you can verbalize done. on a podcast. you just head done. You yeah.
2: did sound like you gave up on it halfway through. Yeah, I did. I
0: don't <laughs> even know I'm tired of saying about. this word. <laughs> um, what I was trying to say, the big two... Oh, the my big goodness. two, <laughs> the two biggest snubs of the year were uh, the Big Sick not being nominated for Best Picture, oh, and James Franco not being nominated for Best Actor. Um, he had a nomination in the bag. We could talk about sexual Sex, harassment gender. and all that stuff. That's a that's a whole other issue. I don't want to get into it, but I will say this. But I will say this. I I don't believe. That you should hold an accusation, an unproven accusation against someone that that shouldn't affect the work. Aren't we supposed to award the best work of the year? And if James Franco's performance in the disaster order, oh my god, <laughs> Oh my gosh, you're done. I blame my performance on sexual harassment. Uh, Me too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but i just think that you're supposed to award the the five best uh, performances of the year and by all accounts James Franco's performances Tommy Wiseau the the cinematic genius that is Tommy Wiseau <laughs> and the uncanny characterization and portrayal by James Franco should have been nominated That said, the movie itself, Standing Alone, this is the story of how The Room, famously known as the best, worst movie of all time, came to be made. And this was a hilarious movie. It was a moving movie. It was inspiring, weirdly. Yeah, Uh, yeah. It was all these things. So, and it was just a bizarre so
1: movie. So interesting.
0: Yeah, it's just
1: bizarre. The whole story the whole is story bizarre. Story is look. Let's back up a minute. I finally got to see the room. Yes, there was a there was a showing for it here in the city, and Brandon and Rach took me to it. Hey, it is. One of the top movie experiences I've ever yes. had, yeah. and I did not. I was stressed out about watching this. Look, I was stressed yes, out was. watching it for years. We uh, talked. To, we've tried to get him. He has been avoiding it for because he was stressed to do it. They're correct. You have to see this movie with a group of people and not yes. just three or four. You need to go watch it in a theater mm-hmm. yes. with people who actually can get the jokes and know that stuff, and that makes it so much more fun. Yes, I saw this movie before I saw The Disaster yeah, Artist, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you did. And so when I got to see The Disaster Artist, I was kind of on this room high. you know. I kind of checked out a couple articles, certainly a lot of YouTubes. right? And uh, I was just fascinated by this Tommy Wiseau character. The more I got to learn about it, which I text Brandon and Rach, who are like 20 years into this deal, they're like, oh, yeah. I know, right? And I'm yeah. like, yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> and uh, so to, ha- to follow it up with this kind of, uh, this uh, movie, this... um. What do you call them? documentaries that are movies? Uh, um,
0: documentaries.
1: No. Oh, biopics. Biopics. Yeah. Uh, gosh, it's such a bizarre character. Yeah, he Interesting is. Interesting guy. He is. And James Franco really brought James him to life. James Franco alive. was good. He was. <sighs> but in... but I'm not with you that I think he should have been nominated. Oh, how? Yeah. I think I just I He think won the Golden gimmicky. Globe. I think it's gimmicky. Did he? Yeah, well, I, I would agree with the. I, okay,
0: here's the. I, I I could see what you're saying because a lot of times when you get into portrayals of real life people that are already bizarre, you're like, at what point is it just an impression? It's like Jamie. What, it's it,
1: like Jamie Lee Fox, Louis yeah, e for Ray. Yeah, Ray. <laughs> And I get that, but I think
0: that he actually had to do acting in this as well, like the journey that Tommy that goes on. That being said, I think Jamie Fox
1: was excellent. Director. He was. He was, <laughs> and that's excellent. the thing. I think
0: the performance is like. Anybody on SNL can do a, a Tommy Wiseau performance, probably, right. like a, an impression. But what acting do you do within that performance? And I do think that James Franco had to do enough acting within the right. You're characterization. Right, there's,
1: there's a lot of gimmicky scenes, but it is the scenes like when they're in the movie theater at the end, where he yes. sees he's he gets so amped up, or yeah. yeah, definitely hurt, yeah, anxious, yes, uh, mm-hmm. nervous around a lot of people, or maybe. He just has these weird angles of trying to oh let's go around the block one more time to right. build it up because he's just weird like that. But uh, there are emotional moments, some characters being uh, pulled out of this strange character. Right. I'll give you that. But I I was okay that he wasn't nominated. Oh, Honestly, oh, so I forgot about the movie. Are you serious? Really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I completely didn't it. cross my mind. I love it. Now that. look, some of that could be because I've had a very busy year, in my personal yeah. life and with work. Yeah, and you, you know, haven't had a twenty-year buildup. And I'm not, and I'm to not this, as maybe. concentrated, maybe, as I should be. But yeah, I haven't had this twenty-year buildup. But I kind of forgot about My it. My issue is
0: Denzel was nominated for a movie that got like a rotten score on Rotten Tomatoes, that nobody yeah, was interested and, uh, in or uh, saw. The people
1: I know who've seen it, they really like it. Yeah, that's I fine. I haven't seen it. Have you seen it?
0: Uh, I haven't, and that's why I'm, I'm okay. not gonna. I'm not gonna. Right. But but. But like he wasn't even nominated for any of the precursor awards like he kind of came yeah. out of nowhere. Right. Like you know, James Franco was kind of steamrolling They needed
2: everything. to find a fill in for James Franco yeah, because they what it couldn't. Like to me. Because I don't think in the history of the Golden Globes has the person who won Best Male Performance Golden Globe not even been a nominee for an Oscar. Like had he not won it, that's fine. I but, mean by all accounts this, it was only because yeah. of the sexual harassment yeah, thing. Yeah, for sure.
0: So, but stand alone the movie itself was great, funny, cool, inspiring, weirdly all these things. Rachel, what is your number three favorite movie of the year?
2: We've already talked about it, but it's Mother. Darren Aronofsky's Mother. mother, Again, (laughs) making an appearance. And again, we we talked about it quite a bit. But um, just of all the movies that I see, this is one that I actually put the most thought into after I saw it. Like, I just could not stop thinking about this movie. And I read, and because it's so polarizing, some people just hate, hate it. And so I went through and read all of those reviews and I read the reviews of people that loved it and the people that loved it came away with the exact same things that I came away with from it. So it's just going to be one of those things. It won a Razzie, I think, for like... I mean, it's really considered a terrible movie, but I loved it. It's my number three.
0: Mother won a Razzie? I think so. That's weird. Yeah, I mean, like... The, the Rotten Tomato score is like 69%. So even critics were divided. I mean, mostly favorable, but right. the critics also were, were divided I on I would it.
2: not expect a wide general audience no, to like this No, the audiences hate it. Sure. I it, wouldn't it, got
0: just, a, it got an F on CinemaScore. Yeah, I wouldn't and just cinema score all
2: out or, recommend this movie. I'd be very selective on who I recommend this movie to. Oh, 100%. So.
0: CinemaScore is notorious for for movies getting high ratings. Almost everything gets some yeah, sort it, of, form it, of it, A like, or B. It, and it got an F. I think it... It's either the only F ever or one of the two yeah, or three Yeah, it made only some Fs headlines ever. because yeah. it
2: made an F for that. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, if you if you hate it, you're really, really going to hate it. Yeah. But I don't.
0: Uh, Jacob, your number three favorite of the year.
1: Okay, here we go. The one you all been waiting on. It's oh. uh, three boards outside of Ebbing, Missouri.
0: I thought this might be your number one, actually.
1: I, it's been shuffled back and forth in okay. there, but I'm sticking to my guns on the other ones. Um, okay, it's directed by Martin McDonough. Uh, the same director that's brought in us that's brought us in Bruges, which I love. Oh, in Bruges, Bruges was awesome. Bruges. Yeah, uh, Seven Psychopaths was just you know good. I liked it. It's good, but I mean not near as good as in Bruges. Um, and then it stars Frances McDormand, who won Best Actress, uh, Woody Harrelson, who was nominated for Best Supporting Actor, Shouldn't Sam Rockwell, who won for Supporting Actor. Uh, it's got Caleb Landry Jones, Carrie Condon.
0: I don't know who some of those people are. All right. Lucas Hedges, who's been uh, in yeah, everything so I can't lately. Find Lucas
1: Hedges. Okay, thank you, because I couldn't think of his name fast enough. Um, and so it's essentially the story of a mother who is pursuing the murder of her of her daughter, and the fact that the, sheriff's, the, the sheriff or the police department has kind of not either not tried very hard or they've shut down the case because they don't have any leads, and she's sick of it. She wants them to at least try. So she... Gets three billboards, she calls out the sheriff on them, and then the rest ensues, like, hey, why are you making a big deal out of this? Uh, I'll say before you two get going that I saw this movie (laughs) before it got any buzz. I was just a Saturday, and I think I just barely heard that this movie was out and that it was uh, Martin McDonough, and I was like, all right, cool, I'll check it out. And I knew at the gate I really liked it. I knew it was a solid, solid movie. I haven't read any articles. I haven't heard no any media anything about their issues with this movie. I don't know what people are gonna say, or what you may or may not uh, dis, uh, what y'all dislike it for. I just know that I thought the acting was amazing in it. I was intrigued by the storyline because again, it is kind of murder mystery stuff, which I really enjoy. Um, I knew that Woody Harrelson's character was so good, and it reminded me a lot of uh, his True Detective. Uh, Kind of really a little bit. I can sort of see it Um, where he can where he can play loving so well, uh, and then he can also just turn on be an asshole as well. Right. I knew I really liked Sam Rockwell on this. uh, How he was such a a hick, but then he he had so much heart there at the end and like francis dormick for as freaking weird as she is apparently I don't, yeah i, mean, yeah. I, I didn't think hey. she was that weird but whatever <laughs> she was so so good in this so strong solid there's a couple things that are a bit silly and look there are some issues in this movie that i'll give you but some of this is stubbornness because i knew when i was when i had finished watching it i put it at the top of my list immediately um, and that's, that's me being a little bit stubborn. i kind of backed off since then. I'd do
3: anything to catch. did it, Mrs. Hayes, but when the DNA don't match no one who's ever been arrested, and when the DNA don't match any other crime nationwide, and when there wasn't a single eyewitness from the time she left your house to the time we found her, well, right now, there ain't too much more we can do. Could pull blood from every man and boy in this town over the age of eight. Their civil rights laws prevents that, Mrs. Hayes. And what if
2: he was just passing through town? Pull blood from every man in the country, then. And what if he was just passing through the country? If it was me, i start up a database. Every male baby was born, stick him on it. And as soon as he'd done something wrong, cross-reference it, make 100% certain it was a correct match, then kill him.
1: Yeah, well, there's... Definitely civil rights laws prevents that. Um, my one issue before you get a chance to even say it (laughs) is the scene where she's throwing the, um, fire bottles into the police station. Uh How could someone not see the lights flashing, flickering off? How could they not see flame flickering off the walls? Oh yeah. That was, that that was was one of my, I mean, if these are plot holes that y'all have issues with fine. I just thought the acting was, uh, was great. I, I really enjoyed it. So I have a feeling that y'all are going to nitpick it because you don't like things that happen. Not in the story. nitpicking,
2: not nitpicking. Is these it, are these are holes big enough to drive it, a bus. Through. These
1: are plot holes that y'all are that you're. Yeah, I'm going you know? pl- to. It's not. It's nothing political. That whatever no, the media no, no, was No, I didn't. Right? And no. no, I'm not reading politics no idea, into it. Those aren't uh, my issues about that stuff.
2: My issues are
1: not political. I'm going to cover. That, uh, Sam Rockwell was was racist or something.
2: I'm going to cover my biggest issue and then Brandon and I can get into some of the deeper ones because we have both we both have a lot of issues with it. Yeah. But I saw it before Brandon did. <clears throat> and I said that I had one major problem with the movie. And that problem is Sam Rockwell's character. I love, love, love Sam Rockwell yeah, as an yeah, actor. Yeah, yeah. Um, I hated it. I hated it. They spent the whole movie saying how... Not only was he a racist, but he actually tortured a black man. This yeah. is like a, a well-known thing, and the only one that says that it didn't happen was Woody Harrelson.
0: He says that there was no proof. There is
2: no proof, yeah. yes. He said there was no proof. Even uh, Sam Rockwell's character admits that yeah. basically he's a racist, and he's a terrible person, and he's done a lot of terrible things. And then his big turnaround is reading a letter. And yeah, he read I a letter. Somehow I'm supposed to think he's a good guy now, and... We're all supposed to be good with all these terrible things that he's well, done. and you, you, don't like, you don't like his character. Yeah. You, you forgot
1: to mention there that there was he... no
2: character. They, they, well, that, there
1: was a turning point for him. He decided to actually, yeah, uh, give he read a letter. But
2: the thing, he his turnaround even...
1: wasn't deserved. It wasn't his earned. turnaround wasn't, wasn't deserved.
2: Earned. And I never bought that he was doing it for her. I, I bought that he was doing it for himself. Like he was well, trying I'm to. About that,
1: yeah, sure. I,
2: it was a completely un. Unearned... He wanted to prove
1: that he wasn't this idiot imbecile, but he was. He, I mean, he was for the whole... It, it would be like... No, because, because Woody Harrelson said you're better than how you're acting. Yeah, yeah but that was the only thing that we literally saw. Literally, Everything yes. that we
0: saw from his own actions painted a completely different... I mean, this is a guy you forgot to mention the biggest that thing. That didn't bother me at all. The the, the biggest thing that he, he went over and beats up the advertising guy, throws, throws him, him out the window. window Dude, that was awesome. And, and then punches a girl in the nose uh, right was a after crazy that scene, and, and then, then and then and he doesn't get thrown in jail. Yeah, and then, I'm, I'm with you. And that it's whole a thing over was over the top. But
3: Woody the
2: top. wrote him a letter <laughs> and said a, that he had potential, so I guess he's a good guy now. Yeah, yeah
0: the turnaround was completely unbelievable. Oh I mean, this was gosh. a horrid, it, horrid. I, mean, I didn't really
1: like the plot hole that he happened to be sitting next to the guy who spilled his guts about uh, 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 this girl. That's one of my he big issues. That. And then that's one of my conveniences. That was a very convenient. I was like, oh gosh, you guys, that was a little bit. Well, and that
0: dude would just happen to be strolling. through through town and happened to sit next to Sam Rockwell, the the cop and and this guy already went into Francis McDormand's shop. shop and threatened her. But then you find out later, oh, this wasn't the guy that raped and murdered his daughter. So why would why he go, go into, into her, her shop and threaten her? How would he even know about this? What is he doing here? Then he ends up sitting next to Sam Rockwell and just happens to spill his beans about somebody that he raped and murdered and set on it fire. It sounds exactly like exactly the same like thing, the case, but it's not the same thing. But it's thing. not the same. That oh, was so stupid. That was it's so
1: dumb. It's not that bad. Oh, the, the, that, that is, is so a dumb. It's
2: yeah. a giant plot hole. It's a giant plot hole. Plus, was... they couldn't figure out her excuse that she didn't light the police station on fire when she's literally the only person in this small town with the motive is because... One guy was like, yeah, she was with me. And they don't check it out. They're right, just so like... no one gets no yeah, in trouble. Well, well, really. and, the, did
0: that. and the convenience that Sam Rock will happen to be there because like, you know what, just come in after hours, leave your key on the on I the desk, it'll you, be fine. I know you threw a guy through a window and, and we he forced just happened to have out, his but...
2: We're so dead basically, dead basically dead what you are dead. getting
1: at is if you're going to commit a crime, do it in Ebbing, Missouri, because you're not going to get yes, in trouble. <laughs> yes, yeah.
2: they leave the guy <laughs> that they fired off a police force with keys to the police station. They're like, just leave them on the desk. Yeah, there's a letter up here, but... You're actually in too much trouble to come up and get it, but go ahead and come up here when there's no one here. Yeah, and
0: then that and happened we'll to be trust the exact just same time that Francis deck. McDormand lights it up and he happened to have headphones on so he couldn't hear or see anything. had his back turned so he couldn't see all the fire. And then, uh, I mean, everything then, about that movie. And uh,
2: he reads the letter and then immediately
0: his first thought is, oh no, this is the good deed
2: I'm going to do. I'm going to save this file. And then I'm going to find her kill her. Like in that split second, when you realize that the building's on fire, his first thought is to grab the file and run out of the building with it. And then, like, that was such a quick turnaround of like, Oh, all of a sudden I'm a good guy and I better solve this murder. Cause he said, I have potential. It was like, yeah, the, the, the whole turnaround was,
0: was because what he said, he had potential. And then, I mean, so many things about this movie bothered me. <laughs> I mean, the fact that, that nobody ever goes down this road, they make it clear. The dude didn't even realize he had three billboards on that road. And, Nobody sees and
2: he, it except was, the cop and well, the mom. And yeah, that's and, it. Then,
0: and then he's like, "Well, I'll give you a deal," and she's like, "Here's five thousand dollars that could cover it." That pissed me off. This woman has no money. She's like, she could have got that for like a hundred bucks a month, and she Nobody just throws sees down five thousand dollars. I mean, it made no sense to me. Like, why would you give him five thousand dollars? And then that was a whole thing about the money and costs and all that stuff. And then another thing was these characters just weren't likable. Like, okay, I get you want to make real characters. That's fine. Uh, If you want to make them, you you don't want to make perfect characters, even though she's the victim. She's a mourning, grieving mother. Right. Uh, So you don't want to make her perfect. You want to make, okay, I get that. But she was pretty despicable. She was pretty terrible to everybody. She was terrible to that priest that showed up. She was pretty terrible to Peter Dinklage, even though he saved her skin and took her out on a date. Yeah, she was She was pretty terrible to everybody. So you couldn't really feel for her like you want to. And then – uh, then the her husband time- was over the top with his abuse, like he's there for three seconds and he has already putting her up against choking the wall, choking, choking her and, then, and and the son comes up with a knife and says I mean like and then they're throw- I mean they're all calling each other cunts and-, and Woody's throwing down like every curse word to his like three year old and five year old daughter. I mean it's just for no just, reason for no reason. I mean, it's just like what what is this? What is this dialogue? What is this script? Like, who talks like this? Who are they like I, I felt completely disconnected from all these people because I, I felt like there were caricatures that didn't make any sense. And I was led to believe that this was like the best picture of the year. And, and then on all the plot holes and conveniences and things just, and then it would, having talked about the ending, I mean, there is no resolution whatsoever. You watch this movie? I watched it like two weeks ago. Same for you?
2: No, I watched it several months ago. <clears throat> and yeah. I had a ton of issues with it. And the only thing I told Brandon beforehand, I think, is that they want to be Coen brothers, and they're not. It, it, it feels like it should be it a Coen, Coen brothers is. movie, but it's not It's not anything like it. It's not good quality. I'm, I'm so pissed off with that script. I think it's just such a lazy script. There's so many plot holes and conveniences and unearned things with all their characters. I had so many issues with this movie. Yeah, I this, really, really hate it. The Sam
0: Rockwell character was, was by far the biggest offender as far as, like, that's just just stupid... Uh, and then the ending I hated because uh, now we have this buddy buddy thing between Francis McDormand and him, and then like is the you know since ever since No Country for Old Men and The Sopranos, I guess it's really creative and and cool to end a movie without an ending. And I'm supposed uh, to be pro these didn't people- like that, but it grew on me. I have no I, problem with it I, I, I just, To me, it's just lazy. Just give us some sort of ending. We, they- and
2: they're going to go and, what, kill this guy with no evidence that he actually did anything at all other than be a dick?
0: Yeah. I, Is I, that but, the
2: plan? We're just going to yeah. ride off to the sunset and go kill the, some random dude? we are going to go
1: get to the bottom of
0: it. But, but they're not sure if they are. They'll find out along the way, Rachel. We oh, won't find out. Gosh. But they'll find out along that, the way. So
2: much. Oh, I like that all of a sudden they're buddy-buddy and they're going to go save the world together. <laughs> God, that movie
0: pissed well, me I off. Well, I liked it. <laughs> <laughs> hey we promised you some rants we had to go hey, into it. Cool. i was so mad uh, at that movie. i want you know the, the biggest thing was it was probably one of my most look for because it looked like the kind of movie i would love i was like, like a so coen pumped. brothers movie yeah i was so pumped about it so i i, I just found myself like eye rolling all over the place really? like, like like this just makes no sense this is so the the plot conveniences is what really more than anything killed me in the Sam Rockwell's character being so absurd and then completely turning around. Yeah, and
2: it wasn't that he was just a terrible person. He was also really, really dumb, like almost unbelievably but dumb. But then he became
0: like the best. But then he was a genius. Co- he's like, yeah, I'm going to get the DNA.
2: Yeah.
1: I'm going to. Yeah. All of a sudden
2: he <laughs> became like a forensic <laughs>
1: yeah. expert Brandon, or what's your number three movie? <laughs> <laughs> I have a feeling you two could go on for a while. We
0: could. <laughs> yeah, we could. My number three favorite movie of the year, uh, obviously it was going to be high because I was pissed at both of y'all for having it so low. Uh, the Big Sick. Uh, That's your number
1: three? That's y- it? <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: obviously, we've talked about this. I won't talk about it long. I want to save most of my, my time for three billboards. Uh, but I loved how funny The Big Sick was and I loved how emotionally tied up into – uh, the story I got, and I mean, there's so many, like the 9-11 joke, I laughed so hard, me and my wife laughed so hard, we actually had to stop, pause the movie, because we were both laughing so hard, we had to rewind it, because we missed some of the next dialogue, <laughs> uh, and that happened a few times, I mean, just like burst out loud laughing, uh, like you said earlier, I love the the parents, and then there's just so much And I mean, I know I've only been a parent for like eight months, but like a lot of what Ray Romano was saying about like his daughter and, and how like, I can't remember. That's such a good quote. I was actually trying. Did you see me looking at big quotes? Mm -hmm. I was trying to find the quote because it really, really moved me so much so that I forgot what the quote was. (laughs) Uh, Deep, bro. Deep. uh, I just love, love this movie and everyone should see it. Uh, I... We've, we've talked about it. I'm done. Okay. See the big sick. What's your number two favorite movie of the year, Rachel? I just it- like how real it was. So, what? Uh, oh, yeah, yeah it was real. just so real. It was. I was very surprising. Yeah, I loved it.
2: My number two is The Disaster Artist. Ew. Oh. I freaking love this movie. Uh, I love the entire story of Tommy Wiseau. It's just something, it's it's the American dream. You, you come and you make completely stupid choices and. Somehow your movie gets nominated for an Oscar. It's like <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's been such an interesting person since I've even known about The Room. So, uh, again, I've known of Tommy Wiseau and his weird, just the weird things about him that nobody knows where he's from it's and so nobody weird. knows how old he is. <laughs> and, Anyone and, uh, listening
1: who, I'm telling you, you, have to check this out.
2: And there were so many things that if you've been a fan of The Room for a long time or even if you just saw it, there's there's just so many holes in it that just make no sense and they did a good job of addressing those through other characters like oh yeah uh the guy that plays denny asks how old he's supposed to be he's like yeah 14 he's like i'm 27 he's like same difference (laughs) uh there's just so many things in that that i thought were hilarious but it is a it's a moving story and a heartwarming story and as weird as Tommy Wiseau is, I'm glad to see that he's getting success 14 years after he released this disaster of a wonderful movie.
0: The Room.
3: The Room.
1: Nobody ready yet. So today, you'll be first one. I just, I can't, I can't believe it, man. You you did this. You, and of course, you play Mark. But you, want, you want me to play Mark in, in this big role? Second lead. Well, yeah, it's a, it's a huge role. Are you? Are you sure you? Oh, you don't want to do it? Fine. Maybe Johnny Depp or No, no, no. I, I want it. I, I want the role. I, I'll take it. It's like you say. Hollywood rejects us. Then we do it on our own. Wait, you, you have the money to make this? I have. It's no problem. You are
2: really gonna make this thing?
0: No, Greg. We are going to do it. Yes.
2: Um, to see him. Hanging out with, like, John Boyega. <laughs> like, he's posting all this stuff to his Instagram. I just, everything about it makes me happy. I just so thought it weird. was such a fun movie. But <laughs> a lot of it has to do with disa- my connection yeah. to the room. Oh, yeah. So.
1: Uh, how many times have y'all seen The Disaster Artist? Oh, I've only seen it once. Me too. Once? As many times okay.
0: as I've seen The Room, I've only seen The Disaster Artist okay. once.
2: Yep. But I will rewatch that one. Jacob,
0: you're number two of the year. It's I, Tanya. Oh, yeah. awesome.
1: I actually thought about putting it at my number one. I, I love this movie. I think it's awesome. It's really good. Um, I I I I enjoy biopics. Uh, well told biopics for sure. Um, Brandon touched on it earlier, but I thought the acting in this movie was oh, it was crazy good. Uh, one thing that makes this movie so different than a lot of other biopics is that it's partially a comedy. Yeah. yeah. The way they tell this story, um, it kind of felt it's, like it's, The Big Short to me. It's very unique. Uh, Yeah, well, they also, they kind of do it in the the office kind of way. They're interviewing to the camera, and then Mm -hmm. later on they're showing at the scenes how they played out. Um, I thought that was actually pretty cool. Um, And that was with all the main characters. That was definitely with uh, uh, Margot Robbie.
2: Allison Uh, Janney Janney did.
1: And and, and Sebastian Stan. We haven't really talked about Sebastian Stan, who um, he's a guy who's the Winter Soldier in uh, the (laughs) Avenger movies. He what a good turn in acting. Yeah. yeah. I didn't know he had acting chops. Yeah, I know. He was very That was good. surprising. Um, and it's just, uh, for a story that, yeah, I was probably 11 or 12 when it happened and I forgot about for 20 years, there was a 30 for 30 on Tanya Harding that was pretty interesting. I went back uh, and watched it afterwards. She, she's yeah, she's she's an interesting character. And then I kind of see this story like, what's going on with this Tanya Harding rehashing going mm. on? Um, I think that this was my number one movie that got snubbed for nom- – I think it totally should have been nominated for Best Picture. Yep, I agree. And, I should have. And maybe it's because of – I mean, I think this is a hell of a lot better than Lady Bird. Yeah. Um, yeah. I agree, and I liked them both, but yeah. Honestly, sure. if, if uh, Frances McDormand hadn't won, Margot Chase totally could have pulled this off. The scene where she is – and they showed it in the Oscar previews – where she was told she couldn't skate anymore. Yeah. 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 That was a really that, that moving scene. Amazing. It was. For her to go from some of these comedy scenes to that scene, it was it was it was really really good. Like Margot Robbie, who is pretty easy on the eyes. She's a smokehouse, she is bro. For real, <laughs> <laughs> she is for real. And I've been very surprised, you know, coming all the way from Wolf of Wall Street, mm-hmm. and kind of seeing how she's progressed. She's really really good. I. I, she I is. Like, I saw the obvious. I'm actually looking forward to her movie. She's good. Yeah. She can move my heart and my <laughs> pants. <laughs> uh, and look, Allison Janney, I'm so happy she won. I've loved Allison Janney for years. She's so good in everything she touches. I mean, like, West Wing, uh, I loved her in Juno. She's just a good actress. Yeah, she, uh, yes, she So is. it's totally deserving of, of the award. Um, so, like, I, Tanya, like, it's just such a weird year in movies. It is and, a weird year. For this to year. be my number two, you yeah. know? Yeah. You know, I think a couple of years ago, my number two was uh, either Inside Out or The Big Short movies that I've watched like oh, yeah. 20, mm-hmm. 50 times at this point. I don't know if I watched Itania that many times. It just kind of shows you what the scale of yeah. that year compared yeah. to this year. But I really enjoyed it. I would certainly uh, tell others to watch it. I think there's a pretty broad mass of people who I think would enjoy it. Find the story certainly interesting. this, some, some and that's just it. You can't write this stuff like that, that dumb character guy. Right. Who acted like he was some informant Damn. FBI undercover? <laughs> that's insane. And yeah. there are, you can YouTube it. That, that, that identical. Interview. Yeah, they lifted yes. the, the, mean, the dialogue the verbatim who, from I don't the know, interview. Quote unquote, acted. He nails it, I guess. He does. Uh, he, nails he, he was a standout in that, for sure. <laughs> it was uh, such a good movie. God, Allison Janney was so good. Anyway, that's my number two.
0: That's a great choice. Uh, my number two favorite movie of the year has been well documented on this show Wind River is my number two uh, I, the only thing I'll add because we've talked about it so much we haven't mentioned John Bernthal's scene and I'm becoming a pretty big fan yeah, he's of, really good. Yeah, he's good. of John Bernthal. I mean he is a great character actor yeah, I don't know if he'll ever that. yeah I don't know if he'll ever lead a movie just because that it doesn't kind of seem to be what what they're doing with him as an actor but as a, as a supporting role as a character he always steals everything he, you just—he's got such a presence. You're just drawn to
1: him, and he usually plays a bad guy, kind of like Tom Hardy before he got big, though. Yeah, that's true. So maybe he could. End I remember up- thinking, like, man, this guy—I I think I could really see him doing, going on to do other things. Yeah, and he he's was so—he so right
0: su- was so surprising in this. That's all I'll say. The best scene in the movie for me was his scene, and it's the reveal of how everything that the movie is about goes down. Yeah, and it was so tense. I would have to look through all the different movie scenes of the year to say this next thing, but off the top of my head, it was like the most tense I felt watching a movie this year was this scene that John Bernthal is in. A good call. And um, I, I it didn't go the way I expected it to go as far as his character goes. And it's surprising when they first reveal him, what they're doing, and then everything that snowballs and happens is so well done. So that's the only thing I want to add to the Wind River conversation. Uh, because we've talked about how much we loved it. Uh, it was what a standout John Bernthal was in his one scene. We implore you to see Wind River criminally overlooked this year. Gosh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and now the moment that nobody's been waiting for, Rachel's number one favorite <laughs> movie. <laughs> I, am, I, am, I am
1: curious. Rude. <laughs>
0: um, I looked over at her list, and I got to say I am disappointed okay. in her number one movie. There's
2: a, this may not in actuality be my number one movie because I've had a hard time she it together year. about three hours ago. That too. <laughs> no, you have <laughs> but, been
0: talking about this movie all year trying to get me to see it and I still don't really want to see it.
2: Yeah, so I'm going to tell some other people that probably won't really want to see it either. Brigsby Bear. I oh, know. Oh yeah,
1: she handed me a DVD that I did, ago. just
2: handed him the Blu-ray, <laughs> the Blu-ray. for it. And uh, Stuck in the yeah, <laughs> he, he didn't know what to think of it either. Never heard of Listen, it. Listen, here's the deal. It was... It's a little movie. It's got Kyle Mooney in it who's most often associated with Lonely Island. Um, I like I, when Lonely I first Island. saw him, I remembered him on Parks and Rec as the guy that's interviewing for Tom's job and they ask him sex and he says yes, please oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. And then they ask him what he's looked, what he's looking to get out of his job and he says about a month's worth of pay be just about perfect um, That's what I know Kyle Mooney from. Uh, it also has <laughs> uh, Mark Hamill in it. Uh, Hey, Luke's dad. Is is he a redeeming character
1: at least? He's a
2: fantastic (laughs) character in this. It's about so Kyle Mooney plays this. this He he plays a thirty-something guy who has grown up in this very in an actual like bomb shelter type area. Um, I'm trying to figure out how much. I want to say about it, but he's obsessed with this show called Brigsby bear that he watches all the time. And so he has like sheets. Uh, he's got like the whole Brigsby bear line of VHS tapes, like just shelves <laughs> and shelves them. And he's obsessed with them. And he does like a, a, a vlog about them and gets on the Brigsby bear message boards. Like that's his life. And he lives in this underground bunker with his parents. Um, and, and eventually he is found and then has to kind of adapt to life in the outside world.
0: So it's like um, the unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt.
2: It's kind of like Kimmy Schmidt, yes. It's a little bit like Kimmy Schmidt, but it's such a heartwarming,
1: I always think of the fun. Brendan Fraser movie. Brendan Fraser and... Uh, oh, Blast from the Past. Blast from the Past. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
2: It's kind of like that. He's very much fish out of where he's very naive. Um, but it's so heartwarming, and as somebody who loves movies... It's uh, it has a lot to do with moving. That's kind of how he finds his places by filming oh, that's cool. things. And um, you've
0: interested me in it. I I thought it was, I've never heard
1: of it's it. It's just really funny. Well, there's a really ton of actors in this, and um,
2: yeah. I, it just stuck with me. It was definitely the reason why I put it at number one is because it was my most enjoyable watch of the year. Easily, I really? walked out of that movie feeling really good. Like it just lifted my spirits. And so that's why I picked it as number one. Okay. It's definitely not the best movie made this year. I'm not trying to say that, but <laughs> it stuck with me. It made well, me feel so Rach good. Rage never and disappoints on that. I've been, <laughs> <laughs> I have been recommending it to everybody that I can find. Cause I, I just think everybody would at least like it. They may not love it. Like I love it, but I think it would be an enjoyable watch for anybody. Right.
0: Okay. Well, I got, will. It's got, Greg I will Kinnear,
1: get, Matt Walsh from Greg. Me, I think in it, he's yeah, hilarious. Yeah. There's, and it's got good 68 reviews. 68 meta score.
0: Yeah, 81 Rotten Tomato score. I just don't wow. know
2: how you could dislike it. You may not love it, but I don't see how you could dislike it. It sure came
3: out tonight, huh? <laughs> so, what's on your mind now?
0: It's just. There are other people out there. Just like us, right? And. We're all watching brigsby together. It means something.
1: Look at the Grazer Bugs, James. All they need in this world is fresh water and cold moonlight to charge their rectoskeletons.
0: They're out there every night, surviving just like us. The difference is, we have dreams
3: and imaginations to help us escape. And no one can take that away from you ever.
2: It's in its uh, it's just quirky enough because if you People I are going to look at the poster quirky. and think that's really yeah, weird. It, like, it's not me of like Frank. Frank. It yeah, is that's, not Frank. It's and that's not what tur- that weird. It,
0: that's what turned me off to it immediately is it made me think of Frank.
2: All the weird things that happen in it make complete sense, but they're weird because you're dealing with a guy that has lived a sheltered life and Briggsby Bear has been his life. So, yeah, it's just it's going to be a little bit weird. But it's not like Frank where it's super weird and nobody's acknowledging like okay. there's a guy wearing a giant plastic head or something. Okay. No, it's I'll not give it like a shot. that.
0: I'll give it a shot. Okay, you that's a unique choice. as number one? Why? Thank you, Jacob. I have no idea what your number one is going to be. Do no. you, Rachel?
2: Um, no, oh. I don't. Let's I find don't, out. Actually. Let's
1: ask him. Hey, what's your number one movie of the year, Jacob? My number one movie of the year is Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Uh, really?
0: <laughs> I should have. I should have realized that. Brandon
1: and I have had a lot of conversations about the original Blade Runner. Yes. Uh, he and I, com- we are completely in sync on how we feel about Blade Runner. And look, I'm the sci-fi guy in the room. Yes. For the most part. I'm supposed to like the original Blade Runner. Yes, you are. And I think it's slow. Uh, it's a, Thank you. It's a slow burn. I think that it is not snobby, but uh, pretentious. pretentious. Yeah. Very pretentious. Uh, it's definitely above my level. It's just, uh, I certainly think it's ahead of its time. I, I hands down recognize the the technical feats that it accomplished back in the day. I know it's a cult film and all that stuff. I've watched this movie three times at this point. I cannot... I own it. I, I cannot get into it. I want to so bad. There, there's some interesting things going on in that movie. Um, so, I just can't... And, Brandon, you're on board with that, right? Yeah, okay. I agree Was with right there, everything sure? you say. If I miss something, you can probably... No, that's... Uh, probably I mean... I hate I'm to a simplify fan.
0: I hate to simplify it so much but it is boring. boring. It is just boring. <laughs> it, it is, is. I, I I always tell the story when I talk about Blade Runner cuz it's a true story. Um I had one of my younger brother's friends had always heard about it and wanted to watch it. So we got a group of like 10 <laughs> people together to watch it. Yeah, you're and and by the end of the night this is not an exaggeration this is, I'm not just putting you on of, like, the ten people, like, eight of them were asleep by, like... like, And it, it was kind of like a domino effect. Like, some people went in early, some people fell asleep halfway through, some towards the end of the movie, but, like, eight of the ten people were asleep by the end of the movie. I mean, it's just boring. It is. Plain and simple. All
1: right. So did you either, either of y'all see the new Blade Runner? I know that you joked about I not did. seeing it.
0: I, I need to see it. And, actually, I'm mad at myself for not having seen it yet, even though... Because I, I have such an adversity to it because the first one was so boring... Yeah, and because this one's so long, right? Uh, but I do know I need to see it, and I know that technically it's amazing.
1: It's it's one of the most beautiful movies I've ever seen. Yeah, it is so pretty. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, that's why I was like Roger Deakins. Yes, he's been nominated 14 times for uh, cinematography. He wasn't just given this one as a oh you know no it was beautiful it, yeah. it, it's a oh, so you did see it I'm I sorry. did see it yeah. oh my gosh. And that was
2: really my only takeaway. I still thought it was boring as could be, but it's it was such beautiful. It's a better
1: story, though, than the, the original yeah, one. Yeah, I'll give you that. But there's, a, there's just so much... I, it's just easier to stay... It's not that it's simplified. There's still some elements in there. There's a kind of a cool twist. Yeah. Um, there's, I was not even really a cameo, by Harrison Ford. He doesn't really come into the, in, into the screen till like an hour into the movie. I mean, it's so oh, I'm, I'm, I'm more but there's motivated watching. Really it now. <laughs> good, like character development. Stop right there. It's <laughs> <laughs> really good. Uh, just characters in this. I think there's a good rapport between. Look, it's uh, it stars. Um, um uh, Ryan Gosling who I think we're all fans of here. That's why oh, the only I love reason him. I watched it. Uh, he's, yeah. he's pretty yeah. awesome. And uh, Robin Wright is a big role in it. There's really yeah. good dialogue between him and her, especially early on. Uh, it's uh, kind of how it explores this kind of post-apocalyptic world. Uh, that's the kind of the slowness that Rach might be talking about. Because, yeah, he's trying to uncover this story. And honestly, the story goes in a direction um, where it's it's setting you up to be like oh man it's totally this and then some other things kind of come into play um, I really like that I think it's a very sharp movie It's I think it stands by itself very well and I think that's what a lot, of, a lot of people like about it yes this is a sequel but it's one of the best I think sequels that they've ever done for a movie period especially for all these reboots and these rehashes and yeah. shit like that this one does it justice they did it right mightn't happen to have a Piece of cheese about you now. Would you want? Treasure Island.
3: He reads. That's good.
1: Me too. Not much else to do around here at night anymore. Many is the night I dream of cheese.
3: Toasted, mostly.
1: What are you doing here? The piano.
3: Don't lie. It's rude. You're a cop. I'm not here to take you in. Oh, yeah? Then what? I just have some questions.
1: Oh, I, gosh, I didn't even mentioned villain Villanova. Like I am a, such a high with this guy right now. He's so mm-hmm. damn good at his job. Mm-hmm. I cannot wait for any movie that com- that, that comes out right now. Like, I've re I've rewatched Sicario. I can't tell you how many times at this
0: point. Yeah, and it's <laughs> funny because you didn't like it at first, but now it's it like one so of your favorites. Weird. Like, yeah.
1: okay, I've, I've totally redone that 2015 list, and Sicario's like my number three, Yeah, and Big Short's my number two. It was like my number four. Yeah, it was. like Revenants moved down like three or four spots. Has it? And, yeah. Um, I mean, Dillis, Dennis Villeneuve... He also did Prisoners, which I love. Enemy, yeah. which Brandon was a huge fan of. Yep. I really liked it, too. I haven't seen yeah. the Sidney's. I thought Arrival was really good. Uh, the guy just has a really good touch, and he's he's also very big on practical effects. And when he meshes in the special effects, he does it how you're supposed to do it. Right. It's, it's very good. I'm not really even going to talk about Harrison Ford. He serves his purpose. He was good. Um, but it's more than, it's Ryan Gosling's story and honestly it's how Dennis Villeneuve chose to show it and what Roger Deakins did behind the camera right and it's too bad you didn't see in the theater dude
0: i know okay i know. I
1: went weeks after it came out and it was me my buddy and then a third dude rose up we had an entire uh not DHX but um THX th- 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 what's, what's the one over at AMC crap DTS
0: DTS
1: okay we had that to ourselves essentially. So nice. we're in this big giant auditorium. That's awesome. And so we've got to sit right in the middle. That's awesome. Um, I mean, in the entire area and the sound, the picture. Like you couldn't ask for a better scenario. That would be the way to see it. It was for sure. awesome. It was yeah. awesome. I-, I loved it. I-, I thought it was look, I don't even know if it's a ten star visually, absolutely. Um storyline probably eight or a nine. But uh because what it achieved technically this is what I was hoping Dunkirk could be, and that was just technical achievement. This right. one just goes a little bit further because, oh, the story elements. I like Ryan Gosling. I, lo- I love D- Dennis Villanova. I like this yeah. guy's awesome. He is awesome. He's I agree with awesome. that.
0: I need to see it. I like Ryan Gosling so much and it looks beautiful it's and long. I do like him a lot. It's I, long, I, man. I'm sure I like and I don't mind long movies. It was just a long sell knowing how much I hated the first Blade Runner. Yeah. It was just hard to get me to go to this one.
1: I think you're going to think it's just okay. I think you'd give it a, personally, I think you'd give it a six or seven Really? because you're going to watch it on a home video. Yeah. God dang, I'm, Aging hey, I have a today. I have a 4K I am aging myself <laughs> home video. Home yeah, I'm going to I'm going to
0: pull up my Betamax <laughs> on my uh black and M- white. I'm going to pull the antenna yeah. just right.
1: I mean, but I know. <laughs> but you're going to watch it at home and you're not going to have that kind of that additional element you need for a movie like this.
0: Yeah, I won't have the visceral, you know, experience that yeah. you had and I'm That's I'm sure that makes a, it. a that makes a huge difference in seeing it. But I I hear it's uh, even besides the visuals, I hear it's a good movie.
1: It was solid, yeah. All right, all right.
0: I need to see. I will probably watch it here within the next week or so.
1: Just know this. I mean, it touches on some of that um, that scientist that sci fi stuff that was in the original. And there's even some questions in there that are like, "I'm like, what are they talking about again?" Right. Um, with the replicants and whatnot. I just think they do a better job of telling the story this time around. That's good. Uh, Where it's not so vague. Right. It doesn't become so uh, philosophical. Yes. And um, it's just more of a complete story. Yeah. uh, There's definitely a beginning, middle, and an end. That's good. Hey, that's good. It's all we ask for sometimes. Hey, three three billboards
0: didn't do that for us, so. Uh, it did enough for the me end. No I was end. good I I with man, that I'm at the, sc- the end I was cool with it It's like you know
1: what They're getting over their differences And let them go figure this problem out
2: <laughs> The differences where he's a giant racist who tortured black people And threw a kid out of a window a week before But that's cool
1: My
0: number one favorite <laughs> movie of the year Look This was going to be in my top ten And if oh, it's going to be in my top ten no, duh. Duh. Okay. It has to be my number one I can't just like put it at like, number four i mean that's just, I, it i can i,
1: if, I put if it at 10 if it's gonna be in my top 10 it's gonna be my so number one so essentially wind river was your number one if it wasn't for this movie yes oh nice yes I,
0: yeah that's how much i loved wind river um i'm talking about spider-man homecoming it's the one thing spider-man is the one thing i really fanboy about that i geek out about
1: best spider-man movie i've ever seen it is it is
0: it is, it is and the that's best not one. really
1: fair because i really i really don't like the santa Raimi movies. But this one's excellent. It
0: is. It is fantastic. I. I no no no. You're. I don't good. want to steal your thunder. No no no. It's good. Uh. I, I, hey. I'll. Anytime you want to talk positive about Spider Man, I'll let you do it. So interrupt away. I have been a Spider Man fan since as long as I can remember. Since I could. Since I could walk. Maybe before then, I was probably wearing some Spider Man like underoos, uh, <laughs> or diapers. I don't know. In the Raimi movies and Maguire, there were a lot of things that I liked that they brought to life, but they didn't get it all the way, and then with the Andrew Garfield, Mark and Webb the first version. First time I've
1: ever heard you say that. You're such true. denial two years that's, ago. That's not true. I want to go listen to that podcast and be like, it was perfect. Everything like, about it was perfect, when, when including Spi- Tobey Maguire. Perfect. <laughs> when Spider-Man's
0: rebooted 10 years from now, i gonna be like, that Tom Holland sucked. Let me tell you why. This one is amazing. Uh, no, but then the, the Andrew Garfield and Mark Webb one, they got a lot of things right, but still didn't quite hit the mark Like on, like on as far as like, that really was, That was emo Spider-Man. Yeah. This really... He was a kid. Yep. He was full of joy. He was geeky. But he was sweet. He wanted to do the right things. Like, like all the things that Spider-Man is supposed to be... Look, it was in the hands of Marvel, finally. They know their character. Yeah. Sony did as well as they could a few times. And, and it was close with both versions. But this one, they truly nailed the character character. And then, you know, everything else was just like gravy to me. But, I mean, it it was a great movie. I mean, it was really well done. It's It's a Marvel movie. And they nailed it. I mean, this what is, more can I say? This
1: is the Marvel movie that John Hughes never directed.
0: Yeah, th- and that's the thing. Yes, it's it's a it's a superhero movie meets the a, breakfast it's club. A, it's a
1: coming of age movie. Yeah, yeah. it mean, is. I mean, it's they didn't. It's not an origin story. You know, they did a good job of not doing that again. I think a lot of people were really dreading it. Yeah, Marvel definitely was aware that people were right. dreading it. Yes, and so they just kind of just jumped in this kid's life, and so then it became a coming of age movie. A kid who's exactly. in high school, he's different. You know, it's Peter Parker, obviously. Yes. And uh, that's why I, I knew that I would always like Spider-Man. Right. I didn't read the comics. I didn't watch any cartoons. Uh, he's not there, – there's a reason why he's one of the top – he was one of the most favorite uh, characters right. of all time or comic characters. Yeah. And so it was only a matter of time where they someone was going to get it right. Yeah. And it was great casting. It uh, was. It was good writing in the perspective of a – of a high school kid. Yes. You know, trying to fit in. Yes. Trying to be normal, you know? It
0: didn't seem like a 30-year-old playing a high school oh kid. Oh, my
1: gosh. No. You know, no whining going on. No emo stuff going on. It was a kid who was insecure. Yeah. And he was trying to get, yes. make his way through. He wasn't perfect, but he was good at this, and he's not good at that. Yeah. Uh, and it was just fun. It, it was fun. what it was supposed to be. It was it fun. Was, it was
0: such a fun movie. And of all the superheroes that are out there, Spider-Man is the most fun. He's just a fun character. Right. And, and the, the, humor, dialogue, the, the The dialogue His, his one liners That you've always yes. Kind of talked I've about I've always Yeah it's it, always it was, bothered me
1: Which it was kind of It was in Civil War When we got to see The scene with mm-hmm. him And it, it was a nice Oh here's a little Throw your little bone What it might be like Right yes Yeah uh, And I was like yeah. Okay well wow, what can they do With the whole movie Yeah And they just nailed it too I called Brandon The second I walked out yeah the did theater, I was so happy Which you know Brandon and I We usually just text and stuff Yeah So I called yeah. him I was you getting out of the shower I knew I'm it was I'm pretty important. sure and yeah uh, yeah. Yeah. and I mean like I was like man I just I had so much fun watching this movie yeah it
0: was was the most fun I had in the movie theater all year I mean in years and years it was the most fun it was it's what I've always wanted Uh, as a 40 year old I finally got my Spider-Man movie
3: hey buddy I'm not steal cars, it's bad. It's my car, dumbass! Hey! Shut that up! I was just doing no, it! It's my car? You, You're working he's... nice. Come on, dude. That's not your car. I'm That's not your car. That's not doing? car. That's not with these oh, okay. damn alarms. Shut it
2: off! Don't make me come down, you down there, day. you
0: punk. Hey, Gary! Oh. How you doing? Marjorie, how are you? How's your mother?
2: You
3: have reached the voicemail box of...
2: Happy Hogan. Hey, Happy. Um, here's my report for tonight. I stopped to Grand Theft Bicycle. Couldn't find the owner, so I just left a note. Um... I this lost old Dominican lady. She was really nice and bought me a churro. I'm just, um... feel like I could be doing more. You know, I'm just curious when the next real mission is gonna be. But yeah, just call me back.
1: It's Peter. Parker. And we haven't really talked about Michael <laughs> Keaton. Oh, he um, was
3: a great villain.
1: Uh, some people are saying it's one of the best villains since Loki. Like maybe yeah. it is, maybe it isn't. I think Michael Keaton is just a solid actor. He is. Um, honestly in the whole Marvel universe, like some of this stuff so easy and generic these days when it comes to Marvel, he was good in it. He was fine. He yeah. served his purpose and whatnot. Um, just as Michael Keaton, how do you yeah. not like I mean he's great. I mean he was sinister. He just added I mean, to the element, uh, I guess. I mean like this. Oh, the there was scenes, a nice little twist with that. There was
0: a great twist I about that. And the, the mm-hmm. scenes where you know uh, he goes over to his house and then he's driving the car with him I, I awesome. mean he was really menacing. That was the best scene in yeah. the movie to me. Yeah,
1: forget about like forget really about the action. Was. That was the best scene in the yeah, movie. It was so good. Because <laughs> that's when we were all like, oh shit.
0: <laughs> and and I, and you talked about a breath of fresh air as far as uh, Logan goes earlier, and I agree with that. But as far as the Marvel Cinematic Universe, you know. We've we've known these characters for so long, and there's a lot of like you know the the infighting between Iron Man and Captain America, and a lot of the cynical attitudes that these heroes have, and kind of like there's like kind of all these weighty issues, and like oh I don't like being a uh, superhero, yeah, and and now you got this fresh, fun, young kid who's just excited to be a hero and is excited to see all these other guys and like innocence in a way. Yes, it's just it was so much fun. Yeah, so Spider-Man Homecoming, my number one.
1: There you go. That is Pulp Fliction's top ten movies of the year. Usually we extend this like four or five lists. Right. But this has been pretty long. But there are some movies that we have definitely not even talked about. Yeah. One being the one that won Best Picture. Yeah. The Shape of true. Water. Yeah, that's not true. Not on any of our lists.
0: Uh, I felt, I won't go on a rant on it. It was a beautiful movie. Agreed. And, and I get the whole adult fairy tale. I get it. It was well acted, but I just, at the end of the day, if you're trying to sell me on a romance between a lady, uh, and a fish? Sally Hawkins, and the creature from the Black yeah. Lagoon, I'm just not buying it. Yeah. I just, I did not. The crux of the movie is that you fall in love with this romance, and I did not fall in this I romance. I didn't either.
2: I was all on board for the friendship. Yep. And then I was like, weird. And saving uh, him. Uh, now you're having sex. It felt weird. Did to you know what was
1: going to happen? Did you get an idea? I uh, knew it was because I saw it like three hours before the Oscars started. No,
2: I had a I mean, I had an inkling that they were headed that way. But I was like, "Ooh, that's so icky. Maybe they won't do it. And then it, they did it. And I was like, "Ooh, no, that just feels weird to me. It I feels... just can't
1: believe it won Best Picture. I don't get it.
2: I don't understand it, it, it all.
1: It's the most bizarre Best
0: Picture of all time, right? I mean, like off the top of my head. The fact that this movie
1: won, I mean. It just shows the weakness of this year, man. It's so weird. Yeah. Look, look at our top tens, you know. Now, mine were pretty different than yours. Yeah. But yeah, ours and that's were not for normal us. So for us. There were yeah. so many movies that weren't up for Best Picture in our category. Yeah. I mean, we all had Get Out. Wait, did we? No, My, mine yeah. was bubbly. Mine um, was mine was like number
0: eleven. Uh, Get out! 11 I had
1: Dunkirk, which I honestly thought Dunkirk was one of the few that was deserved to be for best picture because of the technical stuff.
0: I understood it.
1: Um, I think I think Blade Runner should have been nominated um, just as much as Dunkirk. Yeah. Sorry, I mean, yeah. Like if
0: you're going to talk about technical achievements, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, yeah. But
1: and then obviously I told you. But what else was?
0: Um, a nice. Darkest Hour was a solid movie. I turned it, was, it off.
1: I uh, was bored with it. It was
0: boring. It was his. OK. His performance Gary Oldman great. was great. Yeah. He the deserved that one. But, but so many times here here again, so many great performances aren't nominated for Best Picture. The fact that this was just basically a great performance, but not a great movie surrounding it to us, at least. Mm-hmm. Right. Shows you, again, the weakness of the year.
1: Yeah. Call Me By Your Name. Look, I haven't seen it.
0: I actually haven't seen it I yet haven't either. Seen it not either. for None any of sort type. of reasons. It, just, it doesn't look that interesting yeah, to looks me. It's kind of boring. It's not either. because it's a, it's a homosexual movie. It, if it was a straight movie, I'd just like, oh, there's just a couple out on. It uh, just doesn't look that interesting yeah. to me. I agree. Yep, I'll, I'll end up seeing it because I end up seeing every Best Picture nominee. Um, Phantom Thread, I actually. I cannot believe I haven't seen this. I has not
2: been here. It's yeah. part of our problem. Yeah. It just hasn't been in our area. And,
0: and we all love Paul Thomas Anderson. We all love Daniel Day-Lewis. Although, again, this is not a typical Daniel uh, Paul Thomas Anderson movie. Oh, again, it's such it just a weird premise. Boring. Like, yeah. It's just the guy who makes some clothes and the women around. And It just doesn't look that interesting. I'm sure it's going to be great, but it, it looks like it's going to be hard to sit through. To me, at least.
1: I'm just surprised at the movies this year that have been out for Best Picture. Yeah.
0: Um, you can make a case for some we didn't talk about. Uh, Coco won best animated movie. Uh, Never I, saw it. I, uh, I didn't see it either. Have I, you seen it? I saw it. Was it good?
2: I thought it was good. I didn't think. I mean, like, it was definitely no Inside Out or right. Moana. Right. Even. Yeah. Um, it was probably the best this year. I buy that, but mm, I didn't think it was I'm great. pretty partial
0: to Sing. My daughter, my eighth month, um, and I have watched Sing about five times now. We're
1: I pretty, definitely
2: would put it above Sing. Yeah. I would. Um, put
1: it above Sing. We the, the post. I mean, like that was just yep. one of those. I saw the hammy, post. It is. I'm shocked that that was nominated. It shouldn't have been. It, 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 it's a Spielberg. Tom Hanks Barrel Meryl Streep thing. Yeah, that reminded me Tom of, of, uh, that reminded yep, me of totally. American
0: Sniper. Yeah, that he nominated. It's like, it's, what are we doing? It's here? total Oscar bait. When you yeah. have, well, when you have like you said, Spielberg, uh, hidden, Hanks, Hidden Figures. Yeah, Hidden Figures. It's just Oscar uh, bait, and they actually they fell for it. Blind Side. Yeah. Numbers, it, just it, like, what? Yeah. The the yeah.
2: If you've got Spielberg, Streep, and Tom
0: Hanks, it's yeah, going to get nominated. And, and about a serious subject that's topical right now. Yeah. That said,
2: I, I thought it was an it was, it decent. was a decent movie. It, was, it, was, it was, was exactly what I expected it to be, but it wasn't bad.
0: Yeah, you know? S- some kind of under the radar movies that I thought were really solid. Uh, Mudbound, the Netflix movie. I didn't get to see Mudbound. Uh, Mary J. So Blige was nominated for best. Mudbound, yeah, is It's good. good. Yeah, it is a good movie. Cool. Uh, um, also, uh, Marshall about Thurgood Marshall. Marshall was uh, good. Was was a very solid good movie. Wonder Woman we haven't talked about. Yeah, I was going
2: to throw out Wonder Woman was right outside my top 10. It was ten. outside my top 10 as man.
1: well. Wonder Woman the first thirds of it was great. The third act the the the, the I third, can see that. The, the villain department Yeah, part, yeah. yeah the, the twist and the villain
0: I agree, but still overall I thought it was a good. But uh, I, but I think she
1: fun. was great. Gal Gadot was really good. Wonder yeah. Woman. I did yeah. not see Justice League.
0: I didn't either. I actually haven't seen it. I just don't want to. Now how crazy. I need is to see that? it. Is it uh, yeah.
1: because it's a Batman thing or yeah. Yeah, I don't yeah, trust them. These movies are not good. Yeah, they're not good. DC Besides Wonder Woman they're just Yeah. And, it is.
0: I just didn't have an interest. Wow! Uh, I'll end up seeing it. Thor Ragnarok was was Rachel's uh, most anticipated of the year. I'm surprised it didn't make your list. You right,
1: your Takeo movie. Oh, yeah.
2: I I liked Thor. It just wasn't I like Marvel movie. I liked, I liked yeah. Taka Waititi movies, yeah. and it wasn't that, but it had yeah. elements of him in it, it's so pretty. I enjoyed it. But it yeah. didn't. It was you know, it'd be it in my funny. top. Probably my top fifteen. The, the best yeah. stuff
1: of that movie is his banter with Bruce with uh, the Hulk. Yeah, that's the yep. best scene in the movie. Uh, I want to
0: mention Detroit was uh, based on get a, a true to watch story. It. Really good movie. Really, It's uh, Catherine Bigelow. Man. Yeah, and she's great. Yeah. Uh, and it was it was a it would have been like on the edge of nominations for me. Like if I it, it was it's bubbling like in my late teens mm-hmm. favorite yeah. of the year. Uh, Logan Lucky, I thought was an underrated movie this I year. The, I the, liked the Logan Lucky. The reviews were great on it. I got bored with it. Really? Yep. I th- I thought it was so fun. Uh, America Made, Tom Cruise. It was a it was a good solid movie. Gifted, probably an underrated movie this year Definitely for me. Gifted,
1: pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Did That's, you see? Did you see? Uh, Brawl in Cell Block 99. Oh, it was oh. awesome. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Yeah, that movie was when insane. The, when it hits the fan. Yeah. I mean, once again, this is the same director that brought us Bone Tomahawk. Yeah, yeah. Holy crap. It was there awesome. Is a very vivid and graphic um, brawl. Yeah, yeah. And oh. maybe Vince Vaughn's best ever performance. <laughs> he drags that face across oh, the Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Uh, well, best ever dramatic performance. Yeah, dramatic performance. Because he usually sucks at him. Yeah, that's true. That's the <laughs> truth. You know what? Um, it's, it's, this year's the second Guardians of the Galaxy. The Guardians of the Galaxy is my number one uh, comic book movie of all time. It was my number one movie of that year. And it's like 23 on my list. It's so far down my list. Really? Um, I thought it was good. Yeah, that's how it I thought was it was different. Yep. Yeah. I think they made an effort of it. I just thought it was just I'm, – I'm burned out on Marvel movies. I agree. Yep. I'm, I I'm agree. Just, comic book movies I'm burned out on. Obviously, the one unspoken movie for me is – the last Jedi, like yeah. we've talked about it a lot off yeah. the air. For any listeners out there who knows, I love Star Wars. I, I hated this movie. I, 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 I am boycotting uh, the, uh, the solo movie. I am boycotting uh, Episode Nine. Uh, I am done with this SJW shit. Yeah. Um, I am done with these uh, forced um, uh, storylines. Uh, terrible writing. They have butchered this franchise. And it's just sad from a fan who's being alienated. The, the fans who support these movies, they're the ones being alienated. You know, whatever. I, I just, I'm just sick of this stuff. And I'm so disappointed. I think these are far, I think this is far worse than the, um, the prequels. Which is crazy to say. Wow, that, that is bad. Um, because at least the prequels try to do something different. At least the prequels, look, they're not perfect by any means. And I don't like the prequels. I hate Attack of the Clones. But it's dialogue that's a problem there. It's right, writing. You know? Right, right. Uh, it's acting, but it's acting because of the dialogue. At least George Lucas tried. And it's crazy that I'm even defending him right now. I hope he is <laughs> laughing his billion dollar ass off right now at Kathleen Kennedy. She's destroyed this property and I hope they can her ass and they figure this stuff out because they've they're ruined Star Wars for me for a long time.
2: But tell us how you really feel about it. I'm Chicken. pissed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just want to throw out a couple of things that haven't been mentioned. Uh, Berlin Syndrome is a good little horror movie. Yeah,
0: good choice. Um,
2: that's a, That was one that went under the radar. The The Babysitter also came out on Netflix. That's a fun little mm-hmm. kind of 80s throwback horror movie. Um, Colossa was really quirky, but I think worth seeing. Yeah, at least it, worth it's mentioning. so different. It's got it's
0: Anne different. Hathaway and uh, Jason Sudeikis, Sudeikis and uh, it's a bizarre, bizarre movie with a weird premise. But it's a it's it's kind of interesting. Col- yeah, Colossal? it's
2: something different. Yeah, it's something. If you're looking for something different, but you can't watch, it's... don't
0: look up anything about it. Just watch it blind.
2: Yeah, <laughs> right. Aubrey? Just watch it
1: blind. Is it, is it a drama?
2: No. You need me a bad girl. <laughs> Um, I also wanted to mention Voyeur which is a documentary that's on Netflix that's really creepy about a guy that used to run a hotel and would watch the people that stayed there have sex and he like documented everything it was almost like research but like really creepy perky research one of
0: the creepier that's a good and that's a foreign film oh is it? yeah I remember
2: Uh, I guess they had accents Um, I think that's it I think that's all the ones I wanted to bring up
0: oh no nope different voyeur yeah you're talking about the documentary yes the documentary remember that uh, horror movie we watched about the dude at the hotel who watched all the people that was a foreign film no (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's not the same thing this
2: is a documentary and they actually interviewed the guy that owned the hotel and it's um, disturbing but interesting
0: there you go overall kind of a ho-hum movie
1: week year year uh, some some good solid Ice gems. The weakest year since 2009 was yep. one of the weakest years of all time. Right? Yeah, we, we, we've right.
0: talked about that kind of off the air. That was the year you had Avatar, The Hurt Locker, Hurt Locker. Blindside the rest District Nine. Oh, that was that year. Oh, District yeah. Nine was
1: great, but you're right because that also had um, extremely loud and incredibly close, which yeah. I hated. Yeah, such a bad.
0: <laughs> yeah, kind of that year. was bad. Uh, but yeah, I agree. This was the worst movie year since then. So here's hoping that 2018 is better. Off to a pretty good start with the with Black Panther, which I think Black is an Panther excellent is awesome. movie. If I have ha- seen it yet. It's, it's, it's see a it. fun, cool, different movie. As we've talked about having comic book fatigue, this is a new one. Uh, okay, well, thank you so much for our return yes, podcast. Yes, it's all listening. because of
2: you. Uh, <laughs> no, <laughs>
0: thank you for listening to our return podcast, and we will see you in six months here on Paul Fliction. <laughs> <laughs>